This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, December 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, top Capitol Hill negotiators sealed a deal Sunday on a $900 billion COVID-19 economic relief package, finally delivering long overdue help to businesses and individuals and providing money to deliver vaccines to a nation eager for them. The agreement announced by congressional leaders would establish a temporary $300 per week supplement jobless benefit and a $600 direct stimulus payment to most Americans, along with a new round of subsidies for hard-hit businesses and monies for schools, health care providers, and renters facing eviction. Outlined in the plan is also a small business loan program for $284 billion. House leaders informed lawmakers that they would vote on the legislation on Monday, and the Senate was likely to vote on Monday as well. Crews rushed to a scene of a wild crash early Sunday morning in northeast Philadelphia. According to authorities, uh, the whole incident began at 1.40 a.m. in the 12,000 block of Knights Road when a 2007 Chrysler jumped a curb, went through a snowy lawn, and drove off of a hill. The car was airborne for about 60 feet before before it landed on the roof of a restaurant. It landed on K-Pot Korean Barbecue and Hot Pot Restaurant, investigators said. That's crazy. Wait, the car then fell off of the roof and then into the parking lot below the restaurant. Wow. According That's to, like a Hollywood-level stunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it didn't end well, though. According to police, three men were in the car. 26-year-old John Cybulski was taken to Jefferson Torsdale Hospi- Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 2.25 a.m. A 21-year-old man and a 22-year-old man remain in critical condition, and the cause of the accident is still under investigation, so they're not really saying what the heck happened. Five teenage boys formed a human chain to rescue two kids from an ice-cold pond in New Jersey. Ooh. Eight-year-old Olivia Hyde and her four-year-old brother, RJ, were slept on Thursday at a country club in Middletown where their sled flew over a ridge and into an icy pond. Mm. A group of boys nearby jumped into action. They formed a chain and they handed the kids out of the pond. The teenagers said that their Boy Scout training prepared them well. One of the boys said that they just tried to get the kids out of the water as quickly as possible. How awesome is that? Yeah. yeah. Scary. But uh, eight eight and four. And they, yeah, they just <laughs> formed a chain and they, they got the kids out quick. We were just talking about sledding last week and sometimes there's water at yeah. the bottom of the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's exactly right. Uh, the danger is ending up in there. So I'm glad yeah. this ended in a, in a good way. Yeah, you got to be careful. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Rookie Jalen Hurts threw for three touchdowns and ran for another in a 33-26 loss to the Cardinals yesterday afternoon in Arizona. Hurts ended 24 for 44 for 338 yards and rushed for 63 yards in a comeback bid that fell just short. Hurts became the first Eagle with three passing touchdowns and a rushing score since Nick Foles in 2013. In the second quarter, he threw for three scoring passes to help ease a 16-0 deficit and bring the Eagles within six at halftime. He tied the score with a seven-yard rushing touchdown late in the third quarter, but the Eagles were unable to take the lead and fell to 4-9-1 on the season. With only two games left, the Eagles are on the road again next weekend with a game in Dallas against the Cowboys. In yesterday's other NFC East games, the Cowboys won, beating the San Francisco 49ers 41-33. Washington lost to the Seattle Seahawks 20-15, and the New York Giants lost to the Cleveland Browns last night at the Meadowlands, falling 20-6. Washington is in first place at 6-8, and and the Eagles are now in last place in the division, but haven't yet been eliminated from the postseason. And 
hockey is set to return on January 13th. After the NHL and players completed a deal to hold a 56-game season that would include playoffs lasting into July to award the Stanley Cup. The season will be unusual. There will be only four divisions, north, south, east, and west, and all play will be within those divisions through the first two rounds of the playoffs to minimize, minimize travel and the potential for the coronavirus to disrupt the season. The north division contains only the seven Canadian teams, and no American teams will play the Canadian teams during the regular season. The Flyers will play the eastern division against many of their traditional rivals. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. And welcome to a Monday morning with the President and Steve Show. I'll just give you a heads up. It's going to be a short work week this week, which means our Word of the Week prize is only going to be three letters. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so very easy for you to win. We will give this away on Wednesday morning. What am I talking about? A55 in Samsung Smart TV at, to connect your Disney Plus subscription to enjoy Soul plus Soul merchandise. My daughter's been looking forward yes. to this Yes, it looks great. Out. Yeah. Um, and Disney and uh, Pixar invite you on the journey of a lifetime with their new animated film, Soul, with the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Felicia Rashad. Uh, Questlove is also in this. So, Amir uh, Thompson is his name. Angela Bassett and many others. So, we will give that away on Wednesday. Pretty sweet deal. Very, very easy. So, make sure that you are paying attention. Uh, we are also getting set for tomorrow morning, a Christmas yeah, miracle. Hey! Christmas miracle. Yes, <laughs> on the Preston and Steve show. So we're getting excited for that event tomorrow in all its glory. And maybe at some point this morning we'll have to clearly explain it all as you'll be listening to it tomorrow morning and uh, what we're getting ready for. And we've got so many great prizes from our wonderful sponsors to give away. We're giving away a, a lot of these in, in bundles. Oh, yeah. So really good bundles. Yeah, yeah. So things are, are being mashed together like Steven Singer Jewelers with Primo Hoagie stuff and with uh uh you know Kenan sunglasses Kenan sunglasses thrown in there too and Keswick Cycle and uh you know Duncan and all, all these people that you've heard about for over the years, Revivalist Spirits and uh Ginny's Cookies and Cream. So we've taken all these things, and made these big packages together. It's Casey, excellent stuff. Casey's done the bulk of work on this. And so we got it set for tomorrow morning. And we will uh, have your opportunity, yes, you, a chance to win. Normally, it's been you have to be invited to right. the party first, and then uh, then you have to get your name called up. We're going to be doing it a little bit, throwing a little bit wider net tomorrow morning. I'm looking forward to it. You see our, our high-tech uh, white elephant uh, display stand is set up? Yes. Yeah. Chairs on a table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, how we man. roll. Uh, I don't like, so it's true. It is better to give than than to receive. It sure is. I like really look forward to this. Yeah, well, you you did a great job, you know, and and I I know you've been coordinating with a lot of people, but Preston is right. I kind of like the fact that each package has really cool things. Now, the way the white elephant thing is, which I'm not well-versed in, but I'm looking forward to the way it's going to play out, it involves a little bit of risk, a little bit of gambling, yeah. a little oh, yeah. bit of stealing, a little bit of strategy. It could be very cool. I Listen, and I love the idea. Somebody could end up with something that they don't want, but, you know, chances are... Uh, you you walk away with something yeah. that like that you actually do want. And, no and it, sad bro. If there's ever been yes. an epitome of no sad bro, it'll be this contest. I mean, in Christmas miracles past, I mean, we we we've given away um, food to a guy who can't eat. Yeah, <laughs> like there was a guy <laughs> so? who like literally had like some sort of stomach thing, and we gave him like. 
a thousand dollars in gift cards to you know to the nicest oh. restaurants in the whole city. <laughs> oh, we've we've given away alcohol to recovering alcoholics. <laughs> we've given away ski trips to people who have physical disabilities and can't ski. Yeah. So we got a great track record at this, folks. Yes. Oh, this I think we've also given away three motorcycles to the same person, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, we've done that too. I think <laughs> two at least. So tomorrow ought to be interesting. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's always something interesting. I think we've built in something that can that'll actually help us get this right for once. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing we do want to add to this as well is the fact that we have our uh, Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest is taking place. So your deadline to get your contest, your, get your picture, is already passed, right, Marissa? Is that true? Yeah, she's nodding, so that's over. So hopefully you got it in, and we are going to go through, and today we're going to determine who our finalists are. Exciting. We each here on the members of the President's Steve Show get to pick one of our favorites, and then we put it up to the audience to vote and determine who's going to get beer for a year. So thank you to everybody who's contributed so far to that. Now, on top of that stuff, we also have some guests joining us today. Uh, not bad for a Monday. Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Last chance to talk to Burt before the uh, the year is up, and he's got something interesting going on. And Stephen freaking Van Zandt. That's very cool. Yes. Member of the E Street Band, former uh, player on The Sopranos, and there's a reunion coming up for them as well. I, I was just reading over the weekend. I think they just did it, Did actually. they already yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, they got the whole cast together, and it was yeah. something written by uh, David Chase, and yeah. it was... Uh, it looks good. I had no idea it was going on. Um, so we will talk to Stephen because he has what's called Stand with Teachers. And you know how we feel about teachers. It's a holiday fundraising event uh, streaming tonight at 8 o'clock. So we will talk to Stephen himself in the 9 o'clock hour today. And also odd for a Monday morning, Godshall's Turkey Bacon is going to be stopping oh, by hey. today. It's usually a Friday. Break, break, breaking news. Wait. Breaking news. What? Well, breaking news, uh, you actually have until 10 o'clock to get your ugly sweater uh, submission in oh, this, this morning. Okay. You do have until 10 o'clock, so it's officially written in the rules. We needed to say that. Okay, all right, so you have, I, I, Marissa was looking at me as if it was already wrapped up. Okay. That was the look of love. It was, yeah, yeah. which, you know, listen, nice. it's the season of love right now. It's the Christmas. Look. <laughs> the look of love. ABC, great yeah, song. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, um, yes, Godshalls is here, and yes, you can enter your ugly sweater picture now until 10 a.m., so do that through WMMR.com. That's all I have to say about that. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report, stupid question, all that stuff. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We got a stupid question, and to give away, we'll have two passes to see Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And we'll also give away Ultimate Wonder Woman prize box with exclusive movie swag. And you'll be able to see it uh, in theaters and streaming on HBO Max starting on Friday. So That's here's awesome. the question that we have for you in the movie Home Alone 2. Kevin watches the sequel to Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> What is the title of the sequel? 
215-263. WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Home Alone 2, Kevin, Home Alone 2, Kevin Watches is the sequel to Angels with Filthy Souls. What is the title of that sequel? 215-263-WMMR. Call. We'll go through some birthdays today, Monday, December 21st. While we're waiting for your answer, it's Andy Dick's birthday today. Andy! <laughs> Andy Dick is 55 years old. A complicated guy. He is. A lot of issues. He's an odd character. Yeah, I wonder where he stands right now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had, uh, remember he was living in a uh, garage for a while. Uh, has uh, has had issues, but uh, very funny guy. Yeah. On the Ben Stiller show, he used to be one of the... Absolute best of the uh, ensemble. Yeah. Uh, we also have Phil Donahue celebrating his birthday today. We talked to him recently. We did. We have him and Marlo both we did. on. Yeah, yeah Marlo yeah, Thomas. Yeah. And they wrote a book about making your marriage last. And... It was actually usable information. Yeah, yeah. He was, we talked about the, uh, prior to Oprah, Kathy, Phil Donahue. Oh, that yeah. That was his lot. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that was him. He's 85. Phil? We have... <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely get to use it. He's 85 today. Uh, Chris Everett, former tennis star. She was beloved. Yeah. She, she was Chris Everett Lloyd for a while, Chris right? Chris Everett Lloyd because yeah. she was married to uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. No, a different, I don't know who Lloyd <laughs> but, yeah. So her last name is spelled Everett. Yes. Right? But everybody calls her Everett. That's a good point. I had always said Everett. Yeah. yeah. Well, so my sister's last name is... Spelled the same exact way. Coincidence? Well, I think not. I think, so what does she say? She says Everett, and okay. I say Everett. She was in a long-term <laughs> relationship. She with the sweethearts with uh, Jimmy Connors. That's right. Oh, for years. Okay. Yeah, I, a little crush thing on her yeah. in, in her heyday. I got to meet her. Like uh, We would always go to um, Forest Hills when they had uh, you know the uh, the U.S. Open. And uh, they we got somehow got invited to the thing where you could go behind the red velvet rope and hang out with the tennis stars, and she was there. Nice. She's uh, 66 today. It's Jane Fonda's birthday today. Uh, yep. She was in this movie. That yes. correct. Now uh, she works 9 to 1. Uh, she, 9 to 1. Uh, yes, of course, the actress, workout, guru, activist, uh, celebrates her 83rd birthday today. Grace and Frankie's a good show. It's on Netflix. She's on that now, and uh, it's it's really funny. Nice. Uh, she shares a birthday with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, it's him. Oh, I'm sorry. I turned uh, that down. Yeah. Hit it again, please. Thank you. That's his uh, pet name for Jane Fonda. <laughs> Sam Jackson is 72 years old today. and My wife posed the question last night. Uh, Capital One. He does the commercials for Capital One. They have John Travolta in those commercials. And I said simply, they must pay them an ass load of money. Oh, they're, yeah. they're a bank. Yeah, I, I can't, you know, he doesn't need the exposure, so yep. they must be throwing tons of, because he is one of the wealthiest actors in Hollywood. That's why he would do it, I yeah. assume, not because he agrees with their I love policies. the artistic vision, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, they have to shell out a lot of money to so, get to get A-listers like that. One of the Avengers, maybe it was uh, Paul Rudd was describing a Samuel Jackson party a couple of films into the Avengers series and into the whole thing. He's got crazy, you talk about, you know, F.U. money and then some. Yeah. It's like crazy stuff. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. All right. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Man, did he dominate in Pulp Fiction. I mean, he had done player, you know, he had done small roles yeah, up yeah, until yeah. then. But when he hit Pulp Fiction, it was like, who is this guy? He was man? great. He's 72 yeah. years old today. Uh, Jane Kaczmarek, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. Great on that show. Uh, she is 65 today. 
It's Ray Romano's birthday as well. Hey, uh, happy birthday. Uh, he is uh, 63. What am I... Pinnacle moments in stand-up yeah. was when he complimented me after seeing my set. Oh, that's amazing. Very cool. That's wow. awesome. Very cool. Uh, he has, has actually, um, over the past couple of years, sort of, you know, departure from his comedic career and getting yeah, his acting career. Serious stuff, and he's good. He is. He's very good. He is. There he's was in a... The Irishman. Yes. He's, uh, he's one of the breakout characters in The Irishman. Very he underrated also... show called Get Shorty. On uh, It's on Amazon Prime, I think, and uh, Epics, and uh, I love it. It's based on the, the book, Elmore oh. Leonard book, and, and sort of loosely connected to the movie that came out with actually with Travolta years ago, but uh, he, him and um, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Okay. Uh, so uh, he, Ray Romano, is 63 today. Yeah. It's also uh, Kiefer Sutherland's birthday today. Uh, yes. Uh, Kiefer is 54. I don't know why I thought he was a little older than that. Lately, uh, lately I've been thinking a lot of people are older than him. <laughs> well, he, he's a, he may have been a little pre-age because he's had a little... He's got occasional issues with booze. I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved the entire run of 24 Jack Bauer one of the great characters of television. Yeah. You watched all the seasons of... Um, oh, Designated, Designated Survivor. Survivor. I watched the first season. When it got yeah. to Netflix, you said it got a little bit more... It, it got a little edgier, but it also started to get it's, a little ridiculous. Yeah. And, and uh, the, last the, robot dog. Like, yeah, the, the last season was kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But up until then, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, he's great, man. Uh, he celebrates his 54th birthday today. Brett Scallions is the lead singer of the band Fuel. Longtime friend of MMR. Uh, that is correct. And he turns 49 years old today. I've stated many times this song will always have a special place in my heart because when I was auditioning for the Preston and Marilyn wow. show at Y100, uh, this song was being played a lot. Yes. I was staying at the uh, Macintosh Hotel on the other side of City Line Avenue. Oh, wow. The Macintosh? The Macintosh. I was in the presidential suite. Wow. Yeah. No, uh, you could walk to I know, Denny's. I, know, I yeah. could, yes, and I did. 352 and Route 1. That's right. Yep. Uh, so Brett Scallions is 49 today. Actor is Stephen Ewan uh, from The Walking Dead. He's good. Uh, turns 37 today. Oh, what was his character's name? Glenn. Glenn, thank you. Oh Had God, one of the drive me nuts. most brutal deaths ever captured on yeah, film. It was pretty damn yeah. harsh. Uh, he is uh, 37 years old today. Uh, and then uh, two other birthdays to one one uh, personal one. It is my sister Angela's birthday oh, today. I didn't know Angela. that. Uh, Angie, Angie, Angie is uh, <laughs> celebrating her birthday today, so I'll give her a call a little bit later on this morning. How's her smoking cessation going? She's doing well. Yeah. She's, she's down to, like, less than half a pack a day. This is somebody wow. who smoked two packs a day. So, Holy hell. Yeah, she's, she's getting there. She's getting there. We're, we're encouraging her. Uh, so I'm very proud of her. And it's Chuck D'Amico's birthday hey! today. Chuck has his birthday today. And we're playing some Sammy Hagar for His him? favorite artist. Shut up! Uh-huh. All the, you're kidding me. No, I swear to God. All I, the years that I've known Chuck. Yeah. And I'm a big Sammy Hagar fan. Yeah. He, I thought just, Triumph was. Yeah. No, he loves Triumph. And Triumph definitely has a, you know, lyrically has a, um, a, a, a deep place in his heart. Yeah. But for... It, Sammy Hagar, Hagar, like oh. Hagar solo, Hagar Van Halen, Hagar's his guy. Well, he and I are going to have to get together and listen, listen to Standing Hampton today, Chuck. You and me, man. All right, he is uh, 49 years old today, Chuck. Chuck! He's a very important man around here. So Chuck we... is 
Pure MMR. Yes, he like, is. Like, since a kid. There is a picture, or there was, there used to be of him on the walls around here in, I think it's in eighth grade, wearing a WMMR yeah. sweatshirt. His parents let him do that for class picture day. For the class picture. I mean, that is how deep MMR runs in his veins. When Casey was a part-time disc jockey on Y100, <laughs> Chuck would call yeah. and raz him yeah. uh, on the on the request line. Right. Yeah, Chuck was in a cover band called F-Bomb, and he'd be driving home from his gigs, and he would troll me. <laughs> Not because it was me, but because I was at a competing station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how deep his love yeah. is for WMMR. How deep is Chuck's love? love? How deep is Chuck's love? <laughs> I really need to learn. Because he works here at MMR, playing the songs. All right, we could go on and on because we love Chuck to death. But right now we need to get an answer to the stupid question. Kevin watches the sequel to Angels with Filthy Souls in Home Alone 2. What is the name of that sequel? We're going to go to Krista, the diamond engagement ring from Steven hey. Singer Jewelers. Hi, Krista. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Krista, what is the sequel that he watches? Angels with filthier souls. I will let yes, I will let you have the holidays. It's a miracle. She was cl- angels with even filthier souls, which it actually says on the screen here. So that means she did give that answer. So hang on a second, Krista. We're going to get your information, and we are going to set you up with two passes to see Wonder Woman 1984, starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, and Kristen Wiig, as you've never seen her before. Plus the ultimate Wonder Woman prize box with exclusive movie swag. You can see it your way when Warner Brothers Pictures Wonder Woman 1984 hits theaters and streams on HBO Max. And that starts this Friday. SNL did a uh, parody of uh, Home Alone 2 uh, on Saturday night with Kristen Wiig as the Pigeon Lady. Okay. The Pigeon Lady. And uh, she ends up murdering the wet bandits with an umbrella. That's great. I love it. All right, uh, let me go through some uh, movies at the box office. There were only three uh, because of the uh, movies being shut down with uh, the pandemic rearing its ugly head once again. One, two, three. Thank you, That's our movie critic. Uh, So, yes, the top three movies, that's it. Uh, Number one was Monster Hunter. Uh, that is with Mila Jovovich, the Paul uh, W.S. Anderson uh, film. Crudes dropped to number two. Oh, no. Age with two million. And uh, number three was Fatal. Uh, and that's all that I have. Yeah. Movie box office I watched weekend. Crudes over the weekend, what? and it, it was good. We had watched the first one uh, last week just to, you know, watch it again and then watch the second one. And it's cute. It's is re- it better or um, same? Yeah, same. Okay. I thought it was the same. Uh, the ending, Jace found absolutely hilarious. Um, so it was, I like, you know, he laughed at it. And I was listening to him laugh. So I'm like, all right, this is worth all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it then, yeah. Uh, the Kardashian-Jenner crew has come under fire for uh, living their best glam lives despite the pandemic after getting slammed for hosting private parties uh, and ignoring lockdown orders to jet on fun vacations. Now Kylie Jenner is getting criticized for shutting down a uh, Balencia- Balenciaga store on Rodeo yes. Drive uh, for private browsing and then shopping at nearby Montclair where animal activists targeted her. And so she was buying... She's. She's a fan of fur. Yes, so and, she wears fur. Uh, she wear artificial. She, she'll wear real fur. And she was shopping at the fur-selling Montclair at the time, 
and they were holding a protest nearby. Yes. So they found out she was there. Hey, everybody, Kylie's next door. They descended on her car with megaphones yelling, shame on you, you're a monster, and animals are skinned alive. Uh, She was hemmed in her Rolls Royce by the protesters for a bit, but... Thankfully, her driver eventually got them out of there. That's why you have you have to pay for the top notch stuff yeah. if you want to elude the elude the fur activists. Are, mm-hmm. are the animals actually skinned alive? Yeah, yeah. Believe why, it or why? not, What's well, the point? I, for some reason, that's the. It's pretty barbaric, especially now with the, the the way the faux fur is actually in many ways better than the regular fur. But right. I, this this to me is a misstep for Kylie, who's nothing but authentic. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's part of the deal. Yep. Uh, Massimo Giannulli has been placed in solitary confinement for his own protection. What did he do? Multiple reports. Well, uh, nothing. Actually. Did he uh, fight a screw, as they say? No, the 57-year-old uh, guest designer is serving his time for his role in the college. Missing scandal, we know that. Giannulli is being kept away from prisoners as a safety precaution amid the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, I th- oh okay. I thought maybe there was like a ping-pong fight or something. No, his son uh, Gianni was the first to share the news on social media, claiming that uh, in a since-deleted post, quote, he has been locked in solitary confinement for one full month. Sweep the leg, Gianni. And as only been out uh, every three. He's only let out every three days for a few moments to shower. Huh. That's not true. I, no, I don't believe that's true that at all. That's not true. Uh, so, in fact, he's in sort of a one of those quasi-country club setups. Yeah, I don't know which uh, place he's being held he, in right he, now. Yeah, he's not a Chino. Uh, but a source tells people he's allowed out once a day for an hour. Uh, Giannulli was booked on November 19th. As of Friday, more than 1,000 cases of COVID and four cases of death were reported within the prison system that he's booked in, uh, the Santa Barbara County system. Uh, his wife, Lori, of course, is also a certain time. She's likely going to be out in time for Christmas. They're going to let her out sometime this week. They're like Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> uh, he is expected to be released around Easter or so. Uh, Emmy-winning actress Jillian Anderson and the crown creator, Peter Morgan, have reportedly broken up. You're a crown creator. Four years together, by the way. <laughs> he is a creep crumb. Crown, creep crumb crown creator. And uh, Anderson was uh, recruited by Morgan to play British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. You're a crumb creep. Yeah. Crown creator. According to a report from the Daily Mail, the split between the two was amicable. They both just had highly demanding schedules in their relationship and run its course. But the former couple planned to, quote, remain great Friends. We had had no idea, I guess it was last week, Nick, that you informed us, that you found out that she is actually British? No, we found she's... out here on the show when we played a clip of her right. yeah, promoting both... it. Yeah, so she'll go in and out of the British accent and the American accent. She grew up in both countries, and so I think when she's speaking to a British crowd or in a British role, like she has been for Margaret Thatcher, she'll use the British accent, but she can easily slip into an American accent. Well, it's, a, it's, it's an pretty wild. Yeah, she deserves an Emmy nomination for uh, her portrayal. Yeah, it must have been only... difficult as a British actress to learn English. Yeah. <laughs> I've only watched the first episode, and yeah, you you don't even realize it's her. Yeah. She's great. But she's really... <laughs> like your, your character that you <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm having my period. Like, <laughs> someone please retrieve a tampon. It's going to get rather messy in my blood. <laughs> it's going to get bloody, Rog. Uh, both Morgan and Anderson <laughs> have been previously married. Morgan has five children from his previous marriage. Wow. And Anderson has three from previous relationships. Eight uh, children all uh, together. <laughs> 
She divorced her first husband, Clyde Klotz. Clyde Klotz? Yeah, I kid you oh not. Oh, my God. She divorced her first husband, Clyde Klotz, in 1979. Way, Mrs. Klotz? I'm sorry, 1997. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Klotz. Uh, and I think she divorced him because his name was Clyde was Klotz. Clyde Klotz. <laughs> Uh, they share a 26-year-old daughter named Piper. Piper Klotz. Piper Klotz. And, and this is Anal Fisher. <laughs> second husband, uh, Julian Ozane, in 2006. Just before Morgan, Anderson was with Mark Griffiths from 2006 to 2015. They have two children together uh, who are uh, 14-year-old Oscar and 12-year-old Felix. She's done a lot of stage work and has gotten much uh, in the way of accolades. Uh, sh- uh Whenever her Anderson talked about a relationship with Morgan, she tended to keep it casual, often referencing the fact that they didn't even live together. She also underscored that uh, they didn't let their working relationship mix with the private one, which is an easy way to cause friction in a partnership. So you know next to, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know who's single is uh, David Duchovny. She could hang out with him. That's oh. right. Yeah. They, they always flirted on the series. Yeah. Yeah. He saved um, her life. He rescued her from an alien ship. So there's a story about a uh, person who has been here in our very studio. Comedian Eddie Izzard is yes. going by she and her pronouns. It's been requested and uh, announced her new pronouns while sitting as a model for the Sky Arts Portrait Artist of the Year last week. Uh, Eddie said, I try to do things that I think are interesting, and this is the first program I've asked if I can be she and her, a little transition period, Izzard said. Um, And she said, it feels great because people just assume that they just know me from before, but I'm gender fluid. I just want to be based in girl mode from now on. Uh, Using the new pronouns has made her feel very positive, Izzard said, adding, one life, uh, live it well. On Sunday, Izzard received a wave of support from fans online. Izzard would it be re- fair to say you should live your best life, Preston? Yes, I would think it would be fair to say that. You do you? Uh, Izzard recently spoke out about her gender-fluid identity in 2019 and said, I have boy mode and girl mode. I am kind of gender-fluid. I want to express both sides of myself, which has always been there. I'm a tomboy and a tom girl <laughs> kind of person. I remember the first time I saw Eddie Izzard, which was ages ago, decades ago, you thought, and, what the hell is this? And Eddie was wearing, you know, uh, yeah. lipstick was a common thing yes. for Eddie. And remember when Finger he came on here, Kathy, I remember you commenting on his nail polish. Yeah. He was he at the time. Yep. And uh, he was very, very, he loved it. He was very happy to share information with you about it. He was a great, uh, well, she, he yeah. at the time, uh, it's a little confusing, yeah, but it was, a, was a great guest. Was a great guest. In absolutely. The yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And runs marathons. Yeah, like we, crazy. We were blown away by that. So uh, Eddie is requesting he... Uh, I'm sorry, she and her pronouns now. Eddie. Ariana Grande has announced that she is engaged in a series of photos of her and her fiancé. I think this one's going to take. And her engagement (laughs) ring. I know, man. (laughs) Uh, This one seems like it's destined for the ages, Preston. The rain on me I see her and this guy on Golden Pond eventually. Posted the photos of her cuddling with Dalton Gomez. Dorton Gomez. Dorton Gomez. No. Somebody's getting married. Uh, he is a luxury real estate agent. On oh. in, they they posted this on Instagram on Sunday. All right. What? It's luxury real estate agent. And uh, <laughs> he has to have money. It yeah. couldn't. It couldn't have been like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grande included. He's a, a Lyft driver. Close up <laughs> shot of the ring in the post, which was captioned "Forever and then some." 
Uh, yeah, whatever that means. Uh, the singer's mother congratulated the couple on Twitter, saying that she was excited to welcome Gomez to the family. People Magazine reported Grande and Gomez started dating earlier this year. She's Morticia to his Gomez. Uh, Grande released her latest studio album, Positions, in November. On Monday, Netflix will release a behind-the-scenes movie on her sweetener World tour titled "Excuse Me, I Love You." God, I can't wait. I uh, we're looking at a picture of her engagement ring. Her fingers are all tatted up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and like not good tattoos either. They no, all, they look like they got done. <laughs> in it prison. looks like the periodic table of elements. Yeah, yeah they look like prison tattoos. Yeah, yeah or, or like uh, will they? Do they call it Indian ink? Uh, like uh, hentai? I, I don't yeah. know. Hentai? Uh, no, basically when you would just get it done yourself I'm not by sure. your friends in high school. No, I don't know. Um, or your friend in jail. You know what? I got an email <laughs> years ago from a, a gal who was pretty upset who her daughter was a massive fan of her since like the very, very beginning. So, like, like even before she was on Victorious. Right, right, right. And they would go and support her at all these events and eventually... Once her star started, her fame started to hit, they went to see her and got this crazy cold shoulder type of attitude. Oh, when they, that's she not clearly good. Knew, Yeah, and they were, they were pretty upset about it. And I was like, well, there's nothing I could do to help them. But they wanted... Can I, you kill her? I, I can't. No. I mean, probably, you but could, I get in a lot of trouble, yeah. so I don't want to do that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so she kind of impresses me as... Bitchy. Snooty. Yeah. You know, I think so. she's super talented. She, she is. is. She's actually Hell a great voice. impressionist. Yeah. And she can be a comedic actress. Yep. She's a little weird. Yep. Where I guess we're all weird. Uh, but she's engaged. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively are laying low at Christmas. The Deadpool actor shared on Instagram story, my kids won't see their grandparents this year on Christmas or friends or aunts or uncles, and it sucks. Uh, my hat's off to so many others doing the same. Uh, so he's just kind of putting that out there, that they're going through the same thing if you happen to be experiencing And that. it's a great excuse if you don't get along with your grandparents. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. wonderful uh, uh, excuse. It's not safe. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we just don't feel it's comfortable. Right, listen, we'd love to see you, but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's... We're next door. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Holmes and Emilio Vitolo Jr. are now Instagram official. Yeah! Marking Holmes's 42nd birthday. Who are these people? The chef. You know who Katie Holmes is. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Well, the, the second, the, the, I realized. He, yeah, Emilio chef, yeah. Vitolo Jr. Uh, the, the chef shared a pic and wrote, the most amazing, kindest, beautiful person. Me. Every time I see your face, it makes me smile. Happy birthday. I love you. I miss your face. And Holmes commented, thank you so much, my love. I love you, too. So Thanks I guess, for being taller than Tom. I guess they haven't said things like that in, or stated things like that in public yet. No, they haven't, but she's um, completely enamored of him, and apparently he uh, he likes to cook for her, so they're, they're set. They were first linked in September. Uh, Jim Carrey is retiring from his role impersonating Joe Biden on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Yes. What did uh, you guys think of it? I only watched the 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 debut. You got, I don't really watch. I think it was good. I didn't really care for it. I didn't either. I think it I was, thought it was lacking. I think he's almost Preston. He was almost playing that fire marshal guy. Yeah, yeah. sort of reminded me of fire marshal Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made he, it more about Jim Carrey than he did about Joe Biden. Yeah, there there are subtleties that come. Obviously, you have to you have to augment uh, certain things about people's personalities when you're portraying them in a in a caricature. But it was it was too much Jim, and I was distracted by the fact that it was Jim Carrey. I don't think he did his homework. Oh, he should have studied the corn pop speech, and he would have gotten all the all the mannerisms down. Uh, so he said via tweet, though my term was only meant to be six weeks, I was thrilled to be elected as your SNL president, comedy's highest call of duty. 
I would love to go forward knowing that Biden was the victor because I nailed that S. But I am just one in a long line of proud fighting SNL Biden. Saturday night's uh, Alex Mof- uh, Moffat yes. had slipped into Kerry's vacated spot. Did you guys see it? I did. Was he good? He's okay. Is he better than Jim? Alex Moffat is, is an interesting character because he's really a foundational character. They can throw him into a lot of stuff. I guess he does a lot of writing, but, I, you know, he's not like like a Phil Hartman level, but he, he right. gets the job done. Okay. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is set to star in The Electric State. The 16-year-old Stranger Things actress has signed up for the new science fiction movie, which will be directed and produced by Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers. It's the history of the tactical shaver, Preston. Oh, is that what yeah, it yeah. is? Wow. that's uh, I didn't even know there was material there. <laughs> it's, it's a whole movie. Uh, no, it looks, it looks interesting. The Electric State is based on Simon Stallenhag's illustrated novel of the same name. It is set in an alternative future and tells the story of a teenager who sets out with a robot to find her missing brother. Uh, meanwhile, the Russo brothers are uh, have recently confirmed that their big-budget spy film for Netflix, The Gray Man, will launch a franchise. Uh, the action thriller follows a former CIA operative turned freelance assassin named Court Gentry, who is That's al- a spy name. also known as Gray Man. The name is Court. Court, Court Gentry. Court Gentry. I'm on a mission. It makes me think of, um, oh, in uh, uh, the movie, uh, Chest... Uh, um, oh, oh, chest, yeah, chest uh, Rockwell, yes, or yeah, whatever Boogie it was. Nights, Boogie Nights, yeah, chest Rockwell, chest, chest, chest. My name is Pex, yeah, Pex yeah. McBiceps, um, <laughs> right? You know, th- those McBiceps. are hallmark, those are hallmark names too. Like, you know, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm Chest McBiceps, yeah, yeah. but they're all firefighters and widowers. Yep, uh, Court Gentry. This is by my the daughter way. Debbie. Uh, is also known as the Gray Man. Her mother who... was crushed by a Christmas tree. <laughs> The gray man who is hunted across the globe by his <laughs> former CIA cohort, Lloyd Hansen. Lloyd! Yep. You know, I love the Russo gray brothers. <laughs> yeah. um, but that they did one, I guess they produced it. Yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about for Netflix? It was not good. No, oh, really? Uh, no. I don't think they didn't direct it though. Okay. They produced it. It was it was the one with Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, um, and Jesse that, that's and Jesse right. Metcalf. It, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the the plot was terrible and the acting was even worse. And yeah. even from Bruce Willis. I went, think they just had ugh. they kind of put a stamp on it because when they put that when they put their efforts into it, it's usually great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let me see here. What else we have here? Uh, How about this? Charlotte Gainsborough is joining Rebel Wilson in The Almond and the Seahorse. Seahorse? Seahorses. Yes. The film features Wilson in her first non-comedy role. I like almonds. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The almond captain. Almonds and the seahorse. Seahorses. Forever. Sometimes you don't. And uh, it's being directed by Oscar. I'm a no- Joyce got almonds. Mouths don't. <laughs> the Oscar-nominated cinematographer is Tom Stern and Celan Jones. Do we know what this is about? No, but I just know it's going to be her uh, Rebel Wilson's first non-comedic role. So we'll hmm. see how that rolls out. Seahorse. Uh, a- <laughs> ABC is rebooting Seahorses forever. <laughs> L.A. Law with Blair Underwood set to reprise his role as attorney Jonathan Rollins. Oh, at this point, he should be a partner, right? Uh, He will executive produce as well. L.A. Law ran from 1986 to 1994 on NBC. I love that show. Uh, Did you watch it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I watched it with regularity. Thursday nights. I thought it was great. 
Uh, so it got uh, four Emmys for drama series. L.A. Law's reboot joins other uh, recreations, uh, recreations, not recreations. So we talked about Night Court. I didn't know they're redoing Little House on the Prairie. Yes, they are. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, not, uh, L.A. Law had one of the most <laughs> what the f deaths of yeah. all time of all time. <clears throat> there was a character, Rosalind Chase was her name, I believe, and um, they're walking along. They're on their thirty fifth floor of the of the uh, of this uh, building they work in. <laughs> they round the corner to get into the elevator. Leland turns away the, the the head partner. She steps in. The elevator's not there, and she plummets down an empty elevator shaft to her death. Yeah. I mean, like no. It's no, coming. No lead up. No, hey, we've had a problem with the elevators. Done. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Do you was, think she was just trying to leave the show? I don't know. Well, that's okay. why I was going to wonder, was, were there any rumors of her leaving the show leading up to that? Or? I, I, I had not heard any. That's wild. Because <laughs> that does happen on, yeah. on occasion, yeah. but the fact that they would just do it out of the blue is pretty yeah. interesting. All right, one last thing. Uh, Screen Media has bought the North American rights to HBO's Street Gang how we got to Sesame Street, and we'll introduce the title at 2021 Sundance Film Festival in January. Uh, Screen Media will release in theaters on HBO and on HBO Max in 2021. Uh, so they're going to do that uh, that documentary about yes. Sesame Street. They right. started out as Crips, right? I believe yes. they were Crips. Yes. The Muppets were Crips. Uh, let's do Clips. 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 Clips for the Crips. Let's do Crips. All right. To start with this one, after months of delays and uncertainty, fans will finally get the best Christmas present of them all. Wonder Woman 1984 to stream at home. In this clip star, Chris Pine discusses when he found out that he'd be back for the Wonder Woman sequel. Sometime during the filming of the first one, Patty had talked about my return and how that might happen. She was talking about what the setting was, and she came up with the idea pretty quickly. So I, I knew a long time ago and was just geared up to do it. Yeah! Any idea how they're going to bring him back in? Uh, I do not know. There, So you never, you saw the plane explode that he was in. You didn't but see you him did, die. You didn't see him die. Yeah. Um, so uh, my, my guess is there's something with that. He is in, he has not aged. Um, clearly, right. from the time from the from World War Two. That's what I want to see. How so I want to say that happens. It's getting about eighty five percent now on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, it's getting really good reviews, and Kristen Wiig is the cheetah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four available to stream HBO Max on Christmas Day. Uh, let's do the next clip. Soul is Pixar's latest home run of a film, receiving not only critical acclaim, but praise from audience members of all ages. In this clip, director Pete Docter explains how his ideas for the film changed between writing and execution processes. Here we go. Sometime during the filming of the first oh, one, Patty... Huh? I didn't. Oh do yeah, right yeah, that was wrong. I always have something going on in my head in terms of visualizing what I'm expecting to see. But then a large part of my job is to get out of my own way and just let the amazing artists who I get to work with bring their brilliance to the screen. If I can tell them what it is emotionally that I'm needing from them, I don't need to tell them make it round or blue or anything like that. They will bring so much great stuff to the table, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Soul will be available to watch on Disney Plus Christmas Day. Looking forward to that, too. Really good stuff to watch starting Christmas Day. I'm excited. Uh, Me, too. Absolutely. 
And there you go. That's what we have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Um, we are going to have Burt Kreischer on the program around 9 o'clock. We're also going to have the amazing Stephen Van Zant joining us as well. And all this is we're prepping for tomorrow's Christmas Miracle, the Pollyannabelle edition, doing it live on the show uh, and here in our studio via you on the phones at home, getting to win some great prizes and maybe steal some great prizes. Yeah, and that's how the whole white elephant thing works. Is there's a there's a um, there's a format to it. And we'll have to go through it here in a little while just to explain to you how we're going to roll this out tomorrow. But you have until 10 a.m. if you want to get in on a chance to win beer for a year from Miller Lite. Nice. Uh, send us a picture of you in, a, uh, in an ugly sweater. That's it. You'll be in the running. Uh, we will get to choose later on today our six favorites, and tomorrow morning we will have you vote as to who you think the winner should be. And if we choose you, then call up your friends. Say, vote for me. Get on it. You could win beer for a year from Miller Lite. But give those pictures in now. Through WMMR.com because the deadline is 10 a.m. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us this morning. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Revivalist Spirits, DeBruno Brothers, Duncan, and Primo Hoagies. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, this being of triumph, you want a positive boost lyrically, listen to listen to some of their songs. As Chuck has said many times, in fact, when we had, um, when we had, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Rick Emmett. Rick Emmett yeah, here yeah. in the studio. He made it a point to tell him that it was, uh, that it was lyrically... Got chucked through some dark times. Oh yeah, before I, listening to some of that stuff. So like you know that song, "Hold on, hold on to your dreams." Mm-hmm. Everyone I have around you has their little schemes. Listen to your heart and hold on to your dreams. You know stuff like that. Important positive messages. And that's that runs throughout a number of their songs. I, I agree. It, does. it might seem a little pedestrian on the outside, and when you get into it, listen to what's being said. Yep, it's pretty profound. Absolutely. Hey, we have the Christmas Miracle taking place tomorrow morning on the Preston and Steve Show, a new and different version of that it's event. It's a Christmas Miracle! Yeah! yeah! And Woo-hoo! we're doing the Polly Annabelle edition. Mm, Annabelle. And, uh, and part of this idea actually came from Annabelle himself, Bill Weston. What? Yeah. He was in the studio and we were talking Annabelle. about we were talking about doing an online ver- or an on-air uh, us-in-the-studio version as opposed to a live broadcast version of Christmas Miracle. And he just said the words white elephant, um, meaning, you know, the type of uh, uh, a prize swapping uh, thing. And he had left the studio, and I'm like, you know what? Not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking more about Say, it. Say, that's a humdinger of an idea. <laughs> right there. You're going places, kid. <laughs> and um, Did you hear what that fella just said? White and, elephant, that's a humdinger. And I remember doing that format of a get-together at Casey's house years and years and years ago. We Each one of us brought our own gift. We put it under the tree, and then when it was time to play... Casey was the master of ceremonies because he knew how this format worked. Right. 
and you got to go pick an item. You, you, we had a random order. You went and you chose an item. You had a gift. And then uh, someone else had the opportunity to either get another gift from under the tree or to steal your gift. And there were certain rules. And and I'm like, wow, well, this is kind of fun because it it was a it was a game to fig- to try to get the prize that you wanted to get. And uh, and I got scammed. I had the gift I wanted a gift, and it was <laughs> yeah. one choice left. And Casey knows how to play those types of <sighs> right, games. Right, and right. He took it from me. Do you remember is, what it was? Yeah, it was okay. It was a. Huh. And at the time, this was pretty, pretty impressive. It was a thing that almost looked like a UFO or something like that, and it would fly. Okay, so okay, like it, was, a, it was like a, foam. a drone. It was like a foam thing. Yeah, it was almost droneish. Yeah, yeah that yeah. type of thing. And you know those that that you can kind of put your hands underneath and, sure. and move it just by getting near it. It's it was great. that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and I ended up not getting it, and he got it. He got it. And what'd you get? Uh, I think I got some kind of a, a wooden sled or something like that. Oh, something that. I didn't need. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyhow, uh, I was intrigued by that, and so we decided that we're going to do it this way tomorrow morning. So the way it's going to work, just to bring you up to speed, and we'll reiterate this again tomorrow, is uh, around mm, probably the end of our entertainment break, we'll ask a trivia question about the Preston and Steve show. You will text in your answer to that trivia question. So... All the correct answers will go into a file. Right. And from that file, we will grab five contestants. Now, just by getting you alone, you win, man. You get a prize mm-hmm. no matter what. And it's going to be good because they're all great. I was hoping that we might have, like, a stinker in the lot. No. Uh, no. So so that it would be part of the game that you would play and try not to get the, the crappy prize. Right. But we ended up going with all great prizes. <laughs> you know what? So yeah, it you works. win no matter what. Yeah. And and then we'll have the five people on. We will conference them on the air, and then we will start the game. And, and we'll have five prizes. You'll have to use your mind. Uh, and you'll grab we'll, we'll grab a random order. You'll grab one, and then you'll follow the format, which is, Case, you want to go through this real quick, how it works? Sure. Just um, in, in a brief synopsis of how it works? Well, I think you you already explained it. I mean, no, I didn't about the rules the, as far the mechanics as how many times of yes. steel. Okay, and, oh that that. Okay, yeah. so I was um... and, and please prepare a PowerPoint <laughs> if you could. All right, so uh, the the five contestants per round will be chosen at random. Right, right. Got uh, that. The, their number will be randomized, and um, the idea is first person picks a prize, um, and that's the prize that they get. Next person comes up, they have an opportunity to either take a prize from somebody else or. Pick from the uh, pool of prizes that have been yet to be revealed. So just to clarify, second contestant could immediately say, I want what the first contestant has. Or they can pick someone, uh, pick another prize from under the tree. Yeah, first contestant wins a carton of cigarettes. Second contestant's like, man, I I need me some. I'm a big smoker. I'm a big smoker. I love Virginia Slims. I'm going to steal those. Then the person who just had the gift stolen from them will then be able to go back to the prize pool and then take another prize. So when your gift is stolen, it is then your turn. It is, yeah. You cannot and immediately re-steal. No tag now, backs. You can you can uh, choose from underneath the, the, the tree, but can you steal from another person? You can. But each gift can only be stolen a total of three times. And yeah. then it permanently becomes that person's possession. It cannot be taken, and they're out. Uh-huh. They get their prize, and they're out. So we... Here on the President's Steve Show, and Casey has devised a system yes. that we will be able to track this 
in a way that makes sense and that will make sure that uh, the rules yep. are followed. So it's going to be pretty interesting, man. Could get a little cutthroat. Well, well it depends. It up. It, listen, it could, it could quite honestly mess up. No matter what happens, it will work. But I think this allows the ability to gamble, to mm-hmm. be uh, strategic in the way you approach this. Let's say there's something in one of these. Admittedly, each one is a great bundle. Yep. But you hear something, oh, I really want that. Well, you can play for it. You're not out of the running. You just have to play wisely. Yep. yep. So uh, we're looking forward to getting this underway tomorrow morning. Yes. And it will start in this particular segment. This is when we will begin our first round. We're going to do three total rounds, five people in each round. So 15 great bundles of prizes that are going to be given away. And on top of that, we have the ugly sweater with uh, Miller Lite taking place. I think yeah. this is going to be our finest moment. It yep. might. And listen, if you um, if you don't necessarily know how this works, when you're when you're when it's your turn, we will let you know what we'll your guide options you. are. Yeah, we like, will let like you know. Honeymoon night. We will let you know what your options are. It's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. <laughs> but everyone plays for it. It's okay. Just like the wedding night. <laughs> Marissa? A small little addition. Uh, MMR VIPs, keep an eye on your email today because there's something that you guys don't know about that's coming into the oh. MMR VIPs email. Really? I don't regards, know about. What is this? In regards to Christmas Miracle. Oh. A, little, a little extra just for VIPs. Are you going to tell us about this when we get off the air? Because I, I don't know what we're being inducted. I can. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's Excellent. All. all right. So the Radio Hall of Fame. So there's that too. So that is tomorrow. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Morning. The Annabelle edition. Annabelle. So we'll get ready for that. Uh, and speaking of all things Christmas, um, let's talk about the movie. Christmas Vacation. Yes. Uh, Christmas, uh, because it's Casey's favorite Christmas movie, I think. Well, my wife tried to uh, have me uh, tell her, commit to what yeah. my favorite was, and I couldn't. I said, I'll, I'll give you my top five, but I can't I can't commit. But, I mean, it's it's up there. Um, it would be between that and, believe it or not. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> no. It would be between that and Elf. Okay. All right, yeah. All right, as your favorite Christmas movie. Well, Steve found this article on mental floss. He sent it to me. It is uh, a bunch of little-known facts about uh, Christmas Vacation. I remember seeing Christmas Vacation when it first came out in the theater. And I think it came out in the summer. Or, 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 oh, really? Or, yeah. Okay. It came out in 1989. I know that. Uh, I'd be curious to find out the exact release date. December 1st. That's the summer. Yeah, well, <laughs> Australian summer, you didn't let him finish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so here, here are a few things uh, that you may not have known about it. The movie is based on a short story. Uh, like the 1983 original Christmas Vacation is based on a short story, Christmas 59, written by John Hughes. John Hughes wrote the original Vacation. So he was a writer for Nash Lampoon, and he created this whole series. Uh, its literary predecessor is paid tribute to when Clark is trapped in the attic and pulls out a box of old home movies, including one labeled Christmas 59. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I like, love it. When he starts crying. Yeah. 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 And especially when he's wearing all the clothing, uh-huh. all the winter's clothing. <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to stay warm because he's in the attic. And it's the... great. Uh, so, by the way, yeah, the the... Clark grew up in Samantha Stevens' house. If Clark's childhood home featured in those old movies looks familiar, it's because it's the same house featured on the show Bewitched. Yes. As well as the new Gidget. Really? Uh, Except it's not a house at all. It's part of the Warner Brothers back lot. Uh, And so it's just a a facade. It's a facade. It's a facade. If you ever took the uh, Universal tour out in Hollywood, you would pass down that block all the time. It used to be one that they would go to and recognize all those homes. Now, if you recognize the home of their neighbors, Todd and Margot, that's because it's where Roger Murtaugh and his family lived in Lethal Weapon. 
I'm getting oh. too old for this. Mm-hmm. Why is the floor all wet, Riggs? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Margo. Um, <laughs> wait a second. I, I mean, I just watched Lethal Weapon last night. That's yes, crazy. Yes, right? They used oh. all those houses. Oh, in fact, it's right next to what was known as the Leave it to Beaver house as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hughes was not a fan of sequels. Uh, though many of Hughes's uh, films have spawned sequels, the man himself was not a fan of doing that. Uh, he had once stated the only sequels I was involved in were under duress. Um, though he's credited as a writer on European Vacation, he said it was only because he had created the characters, but he wasn't really behind the yep, whole film. Yep. Uh, it's also one of only two Christmas movies released in 1989. Um, it was, uh, let's see here, uh, the other was uh, John Hancock's Prancer. Uh, Johnny Galecki, a.k.a. Rusty Griswold, starred in both of those, by the way. I don't Yeah, Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory. You know, and they, they also point out, Preston, I know it's, it's, it's in the list there, but there is, there is an age spread that takes place out of uh, the blue. Audrey is miraculously <laughs> older than Rusty. In both the original vacation and European vacation, Rusty is believed to be the older of the two Griswold children. In Christmas vacation, Rusty somehow morphs into Audrey's younger brother. Wait a second. I, I always thought Audrey was older in the first vacation, the Wally World ver- vacation. Mm-hmm. Rusty was older? Um, wow. It seemed that way, to didn't be it? Older in, yeah, I, I always thought he was older, but you know, I don't know the movies as well as you guys do. Uh, the film also has ties to It's a Wonderful Life. In addition to footage from the Frank Capra classic actually appearing in the film, Christmas Vacation has other fun tie, another fun tie uh, to It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Frank Capra's grandson, the third, is Christmas Vacation's assistant director. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Little known facts here. It's, it's incredible. Uh, let's see. You have to go back to the, the original Christmas Vacation, the first one. Uh, to remember who all was in it, we mentioned Johnny Galecki. Juliette Lewis yes. was also in it. She, support, uh, she ended up uh, getting a Best Supporting Actress nominee for Cape Fear. She dated Brad Pitt for a long time. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo was most impressed with oh. the older actors who came along for the Christmas Vacation ride. I love her, man. She said, I attribute that to Jeremiah uh, Chechik. And his director in bringing in E.G. Marshall, Doris Roberts, and Diane Ladd. They were all well. great. Yeah. By the way, there's a new, there's an ad where Chevy ha- recreates uh, uh, his Clark, or is uh, back as Clark Griswold. Have you guys seen it yet? No, mm-hmm. I've heard about it. Is it the rant? No, it's for the uh, the Mustang, uh, the new electric uh, SUV that they oh, had really? out. And it recreates the plugging <clears throat> in of the lights. Oh, that's ah. great. And so, but but Beverly D'Angelo is in it as well. Excellent. And somebody who I thought was Charlie McDermott. And, uh, yeah, a guy that looked like him, but I took oh, a no closer kidding. look and it's not him. Uh, He's playing him? Rusty, I guess. But, okay. Yeah. The only thing about Beverly D'Angelo now is that she's got that, like... Very odd voice. Yeah, like she smokes a pack of smokes or two packs of cigarettes I every day. I smoke a pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, uh, Nick, you and I are... Um, destined to be. We are destined to be. No, we are. Um, we are Clark Griswold's age. Uh, that he was in Christmas. Is that vacation. right? Mm-hmm. I could feel that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that, that sounds about right. Uh, these are little known facts about Christmas Vacation. Uh, it marked the directorial debut of Jeremiah Chechik, who began his career as a fashion photographer for Vogue, then moved on to commercial directing. Uh, he had said, "I had made these commercials that became quite iconic here in the U.S." Uh, they were very dark and sexy and sort of a little bit ahead of their time. And uh, this is, the, in a way, Stanley Kubrick is to thank for Christmas Vacation. He said, and what happened was they gained the notice of Stanley Kubrick, who had mentioned them to at his favorite American filmmaking 
as his favorite American filmmaking, ironically, in a New York Times article, and it didn't take long for Chechnik's phone to start ringing and studios to start sending him scripts. So he's directing dark and sexy stuff, and mm-hmm. National, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation comes up, and they go, yeah, we got a perfect fit here. Yep. This is dark and sexy. Right. Uh, let's see. Here's some other surprising facts about the movie. Roger Ebert did not love the film. Uh, though it had become a bona fide holiday classic, not everyone was a fan of Christmas Vacation. In his two-star review of the film, Roger Ebert described the movie as curious in how close it comes to delivering on its material. Sequence after sequence seems to contain all the necessary material to be well on its way toward a payoff, and then it somehow doesn't work. I fell down a, a YouTube hole the other day, a YouTube hole, and uh, ended up on Carson's YouTube channel. And there's a scene uh, from Carson, probably like uh, mid-90s, Chevy Chase was a guest, and um, Siskel, Ebert, yeah. Siskel and Ebert. And it's a classic. Chevy Chase is behind <laughs> Roger Ebert making the face that he would make on SNL when he would do, you know, do the news bit when he was weekend update anchor, and he'd be uh, like Gene Curtin was probably yeah, the yeah. co-host. And but it's such good natured humor. Uh, Chevy Chase wants to make sure that he's not pissing off right. Siskel and Ebert. It, it's this really sweet, huh. but but hilarious, and it shows what a great actor, comedic actor is. Chevy Chase is and just making facial expressions. It's so right. damn funny. I found I just I was laugh, laughing my ass off. That's the one thing he can do is just make these subtle oh facial God. movements and it tells the joke. Uh, so here's yeah. another fact: it's the only sequel in the Vacation franchise to have its own sequel. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, so which it, was terrible, by the way. The 2003 film National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Two: Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Oh, boys. Was made for television. I've never even heard of that. I watched a little bit of it. I couldn't make it all the way through. It, it was finds Randy Quaid and Miriam Flynn stranded on an island in the South Pacific for the holidays. Oh, God. Wow. I didn't. I had no idea until this moment that that even existed. Um, they released it on, I guess, uh, DVD, but it was, uh, it was horrible. Okay. Audrey is the only Griswold to appear in Christmas Vacation 2. Uh, Dana Barron, who played Audrey in the original Vacation, reprised her role for the Christmas Vacation sequel. Uh, Eric Idle, who appeared in European Vacation, also makes an appearance playing English Victim. Uh, let's That's see. his character, English Victim. Cousin Eddie is Randy Quaid's best-known character. Well, I think we know that, right? And who would have figured that Cousin Eddie is more sane than Randy Quaid nah. himself? Oh, my God. And Cousin <laughs> Eddie is based on a real guy. Quaid borrowed many of Cousin Eddie's mannerisms from a guy he knew growing up in Texas, most noticeably his tendency toward uh, tongue clicking. <laughs> uh, but Eddie's sweater dicky combo, that was apparently an idea from uh, Randy Quaid's wife. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, it's he's the best. Uh, one of the best deliveries in the movie is uh, drive out to the uh, desert, leave you for dead. That whole exchange uh-huh. when he's talking about he's going to stay there for another month and that little conversation that they have is just great. Um, in the movie, Eddie's son, Rocky, yeah. doesn't speak a single word in the <laughs> no, entire film. No, he doesn't. Uh, I didn't notice that. So he was born without a tongue, Clark, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sure. it, right? Yeah, she, she, uh, the daughter had been kicked in the head uh, by a mule. She was cross-eyed. <laughs> and I can't remember if the mule kick made her go cross-eyed or if it straight, straight, straightened him out. Straightened out the eyes. And the, the son was born without a tongue, and then there was snots the dog. Yes. Where's the uh, the lip fungus? Is that in the first one, the first vacation? where you go, <laughs> That's her. That, yeah. You because got a lip you, fungus you that you quite identified yet? Yeah. That, that's in Christmas vacation? Because your grandmom says, oh, give me a kiss, honey. Okay. Oh, you know, she's got a lip uh, fungus that ain't <laughs> been identified yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it like two weeks ago. Okay. 
Uh, so here's a couple things. You probably knew this. Aunt Bethany was the voice of uh, Betty Boop. Yeah. Right. She's great. Yep. Uh, Christmas Vacation marked the final film of May uh, Quistel. Yeah, they killed her at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Who began her career as the voice of Betty Boop in 1931. Uh, she died at the age of 89 in January 1998. So that was her last movie. Um, and Cousin Catherine has a Looney Tunes connection. Who is Cousin Catherine? Uh, Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's wife. wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she isn't the only. Uh, so, so Miriam Flynn, who played the wife, uh, voiced Taz's mother on the animated Warner Brothers series Tasmania. <laughs> she did uh, the wife, the mother. I don't know. She also lent her vocal talents to the Land Before Time franchise, and she portrayed Ma, the elderly sheep, in Babe. Huh. Um, she's great. I love her. She is. As the, she just puts up with Eddie. And, and when the turkey, which is one oh. of the great scenes, uh, is open to this horrible <laughs> thing, and she just starts crying. You left it in too long. Save the neck for me. <laughs> My dad said that every Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. <laughs> the look on Beverly yeah. D'Angelo's face, too, is like, Oh my god! And then and then and then uh, he says, "Well, here's the heart." And then he goes, um, "Hey, uh, did your cat uh, eat Jello by any chance?" <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. Great stuff. I every single time, and I can't. I've all right. So if the movie came out 31 years ago, I've seen the movie at least 31 times, and so that means every single time I have the I watch the scene at the the underwear counter. I laugh out loud. I cannot get enough of that scene. It is so well acted. It is so funny. I just love it. Right. I've we- never seen it from start to finish. Really? No. Oh, that's great. My wife, my wife no, has no. no room for it. No, Case, it's not that I can't get through it because when I do watch pieces of it, I laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. I do think it's really funny. I just have never, it wasn't something that my parents introduced to me to like sit down and watch. And so, yet yeah, Jace has seen it. He's watched it. From start to finish. You, you know, know what's you know what's so good about it is that it, it, it's so comprehensive. There is something that will resonate with you about your own Christmas family gatherings. There, it, it hits, it catches just about everything you could experience over a course of a lifetime having your family over for the holidays. So Claire doesn't care for it. Or... She's not a big fan. She, okay. she, her movie's Elf. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. I, I like this. The. Um... When the SWAT team comes in and yells freeze, <laughs> uh, Beverly D'Angelo grabs Clark's crotch right, and, yeah, and yes. keeps her hand there yeah. when they say freeze. And apparently she did that on her own. They didn't They didn't plan that. <laughs> That's but hilarious. She said, I did that spur of the moment and told Chevy just to see if anyone on set would notice. <laughs> uh, but we did a couple of takes and no one mentioned it. I like when the one SWAT That's captain really goes... Not you. He points to his own guys. Yeah. They freeze. Yep. A uh, number of scenes were filmed in Breckenridge, Colorado. Uh, it says it's not like the Rockies were within driving distance of the Griswold Chicago residence, but that's where Clark and the family go hunting for the perfect Christmas tree. Where do they do the uh, the uh, Sled? sledding? Yeah. I'm not sure. Probably the, probably, probably the same location, I would imagine, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says Johnny Galecki got a big scene cut from the movie, and he still regrets it. Uh, Clark and Musty share a heartfelt chat in both of the previous vacation movies, yet in Christmas Vacation, they didn't really get one. A dialogue-driven man-to-man scene written by John Hughes never made it into the final shooting script. On the set, Chase wanted uh, uh, to film that scene anyway, but uh, Johnny Galecki felt differently. He said, they asked what I thought, and I said, I don't think there's any point. He told Rolling Stone, he said, I literally 
talk myself out of what could have been a classic scene with Chevy Chase. <laughs> and now I realize the error of my ways. I still kick myself in the ass uh, for this every day. We had him in studio before Big Bang Theory, and maybe he was in to promote that. Yeah, and I remember asking him about, or one of one of us on the show asked him about Christmas Vacation because that was really what we knew him from. He was on Roseanne as well, but um, but he uh, had a lot of fond memories of working with Chevy because people have said over the years Chevy can be difficult. Oh, the community cast, most of them hate him. He, he listen, he's he's known to be mercurial. That's his deal. But the people who love him, like Beverly D'Angelo, love the hell out of him. So, uh. Kathy, this reminds me of you. Uh, Eddie and Ellen kept a running joke alive. When the first two meet in the original vacation, Christmas vacation, and again in Vegas vacation, Eddie tries to kiss Ellen on the lips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it reminds me of, of you when uh, Gary oh, God. Oh my God. tries to lay a kiss on you. You're like, oh! It was like one time he kissed the top of my head. He went in for yeah. a kiss, and I like... Quick, like duck and roll, and it so his kiss landed literally on the top of my head. Kathy looks like she's av- avoiding a hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, "Go say hi to Marissa." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she really to- loves the kisses, the big passionate kisses. Mm-hmm. Not the holidays, unless you tongue kiss Marissa, right? Uh, let's see here. Chevy, and here's another thing you may not have known about the movie. Uh, Chevy apparently uh, suffered a hand injury. The accident happened on screen when Clark was demolishing Santa's sled. Yeah. After his second failed attempt to get the Christmas lights up and running. That alone, that sequence, that you could have made that a short about yep. the, the arduous nature of lights, picking the light. Why is it not coming on? All yep. of that stuff. Standard. Yep. Standard experience for American homes every year. Yep. And they nailed it. Uh, so apparently he broke his pinky during that huh. during that take. Uh, since the cameras were rolling, he couldn't stop without running, uh, ruining the take. He said, I had to keep kicking because it hurts so much. That's why you see him wigging out as bad as he is, because he broke his pinky and it actually hurt so much that he's uh, kicking. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have a couple other ones and then that's it. Uh, to help nail the expletive-filled tirade, uh, his fellow actors wore cue cards. So when Clark is doing that rant, right, 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 right. there's a lot in there. There's yeah. a ton. And in fact, somebody did a great video. I think, was it you, Nick, that I shared it? I sent it to you guys, yeah. Where they had an ornament with each one of the uh, phrases that he right. says throughout that rant. In case you could pull it. Do you have yeah, that yeah, rant? Yeah, I have it. Uh, and and it's great. And By they, the way, they scan to each one of them. If you have the misfortune of watching it on a channel where they're, they're, they're excising the expletives, uh, it'll still work, but it's just not as much fun as when it's all in there intact. It's 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 a symphony of of uh, curses. So uh, Beverly D'Angelo said this particular scene was blocked in a way that would allow each of us to have around our necks a piece of rope that was attached to a big cue card. The ramp was divided into sections so that he could go all the way through from beginning to the end without a chance of forgetting his lines. If you watch it, you can actually see him. His eyes go from character to character hmm. as he's going on in the speech because we've got the lines here. That's great. I had no idea. Hit it, Case. It's a, it's a one-year <laughs> membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <sighs> Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That's a great line. That it is, Edward. That it is. That it is indeed. <laughs> this isn't the biggest bag over the head. Punch in the face I ever got. <laughs> Son. <laughs> hey. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. 
I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, d***ess, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey s*** he is! Hallelujah! Holy s***! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> I love the words the Tylenol. I love how Shirley's wife describes um, Cousin Eddie, this mm. a bulging man. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, uh, yeah. make sure you get it in before the uh, the time is over. So what I uh, like, a, there's a little piece of trivia about the movie. The, in the uh, beginning, when they're getting the Christmas tree, yeah. and that one truck is... Uh, tailgating them and causes uh, Clark and, and the family truckster to end up underneath the tractor trailer. That truck is Kurt Russell's truck in the movie Overboard. Oh, in, in, from it's the Overboard? Actu- yes, it's the actual same truck that he drives okay. in in the movie Overboard. In over, I didn't know he drives a truck in Overboard. Is it a uh, pickup truck? Yeah, yeah, because okay. he's, he's a handyman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, if you watch this YouTube channel, which is great, it's called The Corridor Crew, and they have uh, they have stuntmen reviewing stunts. They have uh, animators reviewing animation and special effects, and the stuntmen are reviewing that particular stunt where the truck, where yeah. the Griswold station wagon drives under the moving truck, and they said. They did, even back then, so we're talking 30 years ago, yeah. when they had perfected a lot, that was still a very complex, because the car veers, has to keep incredible, you know. Oh, so this pace. is an 18-wheeler, right? Right. But it goes, not a pickup truck. No, 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 the truck is initially. You're talking tr- about a different truck. Right, right. Okay. Well, so, no, no, that truck right there, the truck that causes oh. them to end up going underneath the 18-wheeler. Right. I follow you. Yeah, and yeah. so the 18-wheeler that they travel yeah. under, when they, it cuts in front and they're showing, because you can see they're, tr- they're traveling and the front bumper of the Griswold's vehicle is just inches away from the truck it's passing under. Uh, one little slip. Yes. And you've got. Serious, you got serious issues. Place. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. And it definitely is not outside of Chicago. That is part of the You know the mountains out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, some little tidbits from a uh, classic now yeah. uh, for you as you get into the holidays. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we will get into the entertainment report. Our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon are here this morning, and I actually have something to give away concerning them. I'm going to give away a six pack of coupons good for six full size packages of Godshall's Turkey Bacon. Caller number 15, it's yours, 215-263-WMMR. And uh, don't forget, they have 80% less fat, 100% smoky bacon taste. Make the switch to Godshalls. We'll be back in just a moment with the B-File. The holidays are upon us. And this Thursday, WMMR's DJs celebrate in their own unique way. Starting around 10.30 Pierre Standard Time, it's the almost famous Pierre Robert's Christmas Eve Radio Spectacular. All of holiday cheer with songs and special greetings. Jackson's Holiday Ho 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 Down follows with everything that rocks here Christmas Eve, which then leads us to Jackie Bam Bam's annual Santa Tracker Christmas Eve Special. That's going to help guide Santa right to your home. Is this the best Christmas ever or what? Uh, Top 20. What? Happy Holidays from the station that always takes the milk and cookies and leaves the carrots. (gasps) The reindeer want those. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks 
your Christmas Eve. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's see what I gathered from the weekend to share with you. We will start with uh, this guy who had a busy day, a St. Paul man, has been charged after allegedly carjacking five people in the span of an hour and ten minutes in so Minneapolis. Five separate carjackings? Oh, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. you've got to really plan your day out. An hour and ten minutes. He did this five times. Arrest and charges were part of the carjacking crackdown in which Minneapolis Police Department's uh, announced that uh, they had arrested approximately 50 people for the crime. On a side note, did you let Guinness know? Uh, no, and they okay. should. Okay. Brandon Lee Rock is his name. He's 20 years old. He was charged with five counts first-degree aggravated robbery and one count of assault with a dangerous weapon. Rock was with a young boy. At 7 a.m., the two of them approached a man. Rock was holding a handgun, pointed it at the man who was getting out of his car. He demanded that the man give him his wallet, cell phone, and car keys. Get out of the car. So that's at 7 a.m. Then at 7.15, the two approached another man. Rock pointed his handgun at the man, took his wallet and jacket before fleeing the scene. At 7.50, the two pulled up to a woman sitting in her car. They blocked the woman from exiting her car. Rock pointed a gun at her, demanding she get out of the car and give them her purse. She refused. She drove away. This dude fired multiple rounds into the car. Oh, my God. So not only is he... Stealing attempted murder he is crazy enough to actually shoot at people. So, he, but he has no interest in the cars. He's simply robbing them. I guess so. The criminal Not complaint. Unless he's setting up a dealership. The criminal complaint goes on to say that at eight a.m., a man was on his phone, sitting in his car. Rock tapped on his window with the gun and demanded that he get out of the car and hand over his car keys, cell phone, and any other personal items that he had. Though Rock and the boy got into the man's car, they eventually left in the victim's. In, in the first victim's car. So, like, these cars are piling up. So what are they, towing them? The fourth victim identified Rock in a photo lineup. At 8.10 a.m., the two pulled up next to a man who was walking. They demanded he hand over his personal items, and though the man tried to run away, Rock and the boy took an envelope with approximately $1,300 who was in the man's back pocket. Oh, man. So the dude's just walking down the street with 1300 sticking yeah, out of his back seems pocket. weird. Ten minutes later, officers saw the first victim's car, tried to stop it, but it sped away. They later found the car unoccupied. Inside, they found the second victim's wallet and jacket. He could have gotten back a large part of his day if he just had carjacked one of those trucks that transports cars. Officers executed a search warrant, and while searching his residence, officers found multiple personal items believed to belong to the victims and a loaded 9mm handgun. Rock was at the address and was arrested. If convicted, he could serve up to... 107 years in prison yeah. for hitting that many people. Wow. <laughs> That's a good run. That's a day. A New York man is recovering from hypothermia and frostbite after a snowplow buried him in his car and trapped him there for 10 hours during the snowstorm that hit the Northeast this week. Kevin Crescent, 58 years old, was in his car on the side of the road in Owego, New York, on Wednesday night when a snowplow buried it under an immovable mass of snow. So when snow gets compacted like that, it's what happens in an avalanche. It becomes like cement. Yeah. So Crescent was unable to heat the interior because the car's serpentine belt was broken. Yeah, the old serpentine belt. I don't even know what that is. It looks like a snake. Despite multiple calls to 911, the, the deal was... They couldn't find him. They didn't know he was there. They had, they, they, he could give them the, an idea of where he was, 
but they could not find him because his entire car was buried under snow. They should have played emergency Marco Polo. And of course, this is you know there were there were issues all over the place at the yeah. time, so the police were busy. After ten hours in below freezing temperatures, Crescent suffered from hypothermia God. and frostbite. Now you you keep you keep stuff in your car, don't you? I do. You keep a, like a blanket and things like that. I, yeah, in the trunk. So and I a fondue set. You said I could get to it if I need to. I usually keep some kind of um, non-perishable food or something like that in, in an emergency. Here's a perfect example why that's a yeah. good idea to have. Uh, on Thursday morning, nine one one dispatchers told Sergeant Jason Cawley that uh, they could not locate a driver who said he was stranded on State Route Seventeen C. While searching the area, Crawley uh, Crawley thought that he saw a row of buried mailboxes, dug them out to check their addresses. Instead, he found the windshield of the buried car. Uh, Crescent was taken to the hospital and received treatment for his cold weather injuries. He, so he could have died easily. He would not. All right. Say he was had had blankets and had uh, some food in there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what what would his air situation have been like? He was a good question. I, would it be would it be enough of a seal to keep him? Well, air, he, he was in there for ten it? hours. So right. if, if, there, if there was an air coming right. in, he would have died. So I mean, that's why I keep a bag of air in my car. It's a good call, yeah, yeah. very good. You never know. No, a fire early Thursday killed as many as two hundred and forty thousand chickens at a Florida farm operated by one of the nation's no. largest egg producers. The Pasco. What is this? Is like the fifteenth story of this. Year I know of massive chicken deaths. Yes, on an unparalleled level. I think we need a festival concert to raise awareness and funds. This is for like displaced chicken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pasco County fire peaks across America. <laughs> right. Yes, I agree. This I love is it. the chicken version of the stand. Beaks across chicken America. stand. <laughs> The chicken stand. No. I don't the think that's going to... No, no that's that would gonna... actually draw people yeah, for that's... lunch. <laughs> it wouldn't work. The Pasco County Fire Department reports that three barns, each containing up to 80,000 chickens each. 80,000 chickens each. That's 80,000 untold stories. Caught fire at the plant operated by Mississippi-based Cal, Maine. It was reported at 1 a.m. The company what says... What was the name of the company? Cal, Maine. Whether oh, it said Cal. No, as in... Then it all would have fit together. Short for California, and then you have Maine. It's M-A-I-N-E, so right. it's the, the state. Um, so they said the company said on its website that it is the largest producer of distributors uh, of shell eggs in the United States. Uh-huh. It sells under the brand names including Egglands Best and Lando Lakes. On the serious note here, does this actually impact... Egg delivery or egg? It's a good question. So they, for the country. The farm <laughs> is about forty miles north of Tampa. The company has more than fifty million chickens. Fifty million chickens nationally, and sells over a billion eggs annually. It's like a billion. <laughs> <laughs> about twenty percent of the country's production. What's that on the roof I hear? Uh, the cause of the fire is under investigation. I don't think this, since it was 240,000 chickens and they have 50 million chickens. Well, that's still a dent. It's a dent, but I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming impact on the egg production and uh, in the chicken trade. Uh, so we'll, it remains to be seen. Uh, that's all we have time for, Gene. I'm sorry. That's all what right. we're going to wrap up. I'm the getting back in my box. So uh, let's, let's divert like you. Gimp. From, let's divert you from chicken and go over to turkey because we have yes. turkey bacon. Yes. Here. 
Uh, friends from Godshalls are here. And My they, wife just had some turkey bacon the other day with some scrambled eggs. Uh, they brought with them uh, some goodies to give away. I have a six-pack of coupons. Good for six full-size packages of Godshalls turkey bacon. We'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with that. Let's take a break, and keep in mind, Burt Kreischer joining us about an hour from now. And then right after that, we're going to roll into the one and only Mr. Stephen Van Zandt of the E Street Band. He's got a uh, special coming up. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got a nice email from uh, your holiday activities, Kathy. Oh, yes. Uh, this is Did from, it? well, you sent it to me. Yeah, Jackie Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. that's cute. <laughs> I just said, we heard your holiday activities this year, decided to check out the uh, Cole Brookdale Railroad. Yes. Yeah. And it was such a wonderful experience. We met another couple in the lounge after overhearing them talk about how this was one of Kathy's holiday activities. Um, we all agreed that you uh, that you have done the heavy lifting on finding fun for children and adults and things to do in the area. Uh, yes. And was, they made some friends, yeah. which is cool, too. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, a lot of people did. Uh, I've, they've been tagging me and, and using the hashtag in a lot of their posts, which I love, so I can see, you know, what people go out to do. So, yeah, that was that was a nice email. That is going Thank to you. be a holiday tradition. I'm not, no year will go by that I don't do the Polar Express out there. It was so awesome. I know. It was really good. Hey, I want to do a couple of shout-outs real quick. Uh, it says, hey, I was wondering if you guys could uh, give a nice, long, wet shout-out to two very special people, Lisa and Eric, at Sunshine Nutrition in Woodstown, New Jersey, who are just two of the nicest people. Every time I come in, they always have a smiling face and are so welcoming. Aww. But the reason uh, for the shout-out today is because yesterday when I left there, I realized I had a flat tire on my car, and Eric was so nice to change it for me. I know he listens to you guys every morning, as do I, and we are always talking about our favorite moments from your show. We both love your show. Have a great day, and sorry to bother you at work. Ray John, that is from uh, Emily, All right. who wants to send a shard out. Here's so, your long shard. Thank you. Wait, there you go. A little added extra in the end there. Uh, this one says, hey, I'd like to give a, a shard out, maybe even a James Brown shard out. Oh, wow. another one? Which just happened by we just did that. accident yeah, last week. Uh, to my wife, Dana, 
I've uh, been out of work since the oh. end of March, and I uh, I work in the live audio business, and she has been my absolute rock. She works full-time, maintains house, and has been the most wonderful and understanding person throughout this year. That's amazing. Our holidays are scaled down this year due to the pandemic, but I hope this brings a smile to her face because she absolutely deserves it. That is from James Nyes in Lititz, PA. Uh, so here you go. Uh, James Brown, are we going to... Yeah, we got... We're going to try that? I feel good. How did I do it? It was, uh, I feel good. All right, yep. try it again. Yeah. Try it again one more time. Wow, I feel good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right, and then a last one, and then I'm going to bring something up. All right. Uh says, hey, my name is Nicole uh, Pulella or, or, or Puella. I'm not really sure. Paella. And I would like to request a shout-out for my 10-year-old son, Santino, and it's a just because shout out because he's been such a good trooper through COVID, virtual Aww. learning and adapting to his new life or unprecedented times as we know it. While I work from home uh, throughout the day, he often uh, says to me, um, oh, oh no, it's just here. While I work from home and he does virtual learning, he is constantly exposed to you all while I listen to your podcast throughout the day. And he often says to me, um, I'm not sure I should be listening to this <laughs> when you talk about inappropriate stuff. But yeah. as my kid, he really does love and embrace the weird, awkward, inappropriate humor of your show. He gets super excited anytime Preston announces the bizarre files. And he recently began yelling completely, randomly, and unprovoked, why don't you forget about the moose for a moment? And I can't tell you how happy that made me. Uh, he's quickly reaching my level of love and appreciation for everyone in the Preston and Steve show uh-huh. and uh, could not be more proud. Uh, next step is bringing him to the Cardboard Classic and the Camp Out for Hunger to truly indoctrinate him. Uh, so keep us laughing like you all have for so long, Gadzook. So we'll shard out a fun one. Why don't you forget the moose? For Santino. For a moment. All right. Um, it is time to gaze into the heavens above, dear friends. I have tales to bring to you, I am the Space Cowboy, and I'm ready to do this. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Christmas edition. Yeah, so the winter solstice is today. In fact, it officially took place at 5.02 a.m. Yes, today, I went out on the front lawn with the road flare. Today is the shortest day of the year, the right. longest uh, where we have darkness. Midnight occurs at 7 p.m. The wonderful thing about it is the days start getting longer from here on out. You're on the upside, exactly. Yep. A lot of people don't take that into consideration. I I look forward to this day because we can start heading in the other direction. Yeah, I know. After today. So it is also a very cool celestial event that is taking place. Jupiter and Saturn will be at their closest point at least from our viewpoint. Right, hundreds of yards apart. Uh, for 400 years. Uh, for the past few months, the two gas giants have been approaching each other, and on the night of December 21st, tonight, the date of the winter solstice, this process will culminate in what is known as the Great Conjunction. What's its function? And on this night, the two planets will be so close to each other that they will appear like a bright double planet the phenomenon is being popularly referred to as a Christmas star. I so we won't be able to see it though, right? The Dude, weather, the, I the think weather it's condition. going to be cloudy yeah. tonight. Because I got my I got my telescope ready to go. I'm it ready sucks. to run and gun. 
the the now I the forecast that I was checking last night, it looked like it was going to be cloudy through the evening, and I was really bummed to hear that. I have hooked up lawn chairs to some helium balloons. Okay, okay. hopefully to get above, above the clouds. Yep. Yeah, I'm Good gonna call. reach. I want to reach out to that guy who's in Mullica Hill, who's got that cannon that uh, breaks apart. Uh, yeah, apart the clouds. Maybe yeah. you can bust the clouds apart. Bust those clouds. <laughs> it sucks, man. <laughs> Man. Uh, great conjunctions are rare, uh, occurring once every two decades or so. Oh, not, eat not, it. Not with these two, but just with other ones. But this year's event is exceptional because the planets will appear particularly close to each other. The last time they came this close in the sky was around four centuries ago. So in my horizon, I wonder, okay, I'll, I'll, I have all the apps that, uh, and there's, there, there's, it's so phenomenal because I use the Celestron, which will find this by itself. And then you have the uh, other apps that will give you all the information. As you actually press it, it will tell you all about what you're looking at. Yeah. It's become so – let's put it this way. A moron such as myself can get this done, and now it's going to be cloudy. Yeah. Uh, the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn is not the only astronomical event this evening, by the way. It is also the annual Ursid meteor shower set to peak, and it's going to be cloudy tonight. <sighs> So it's tonight and tomorrow that it will continue during maximum activity. Observers may be able to see 5 to 10 Ursid meteors per hour during the late morning hours. Some outbursts occasionally produce more than 25 meteors per hour. 25. Yeah. Uh, The Ursid are often neglected due to the fact that it peaks just before Christmas and the rates are much less than the uh, Gemins, which peaks just a week before the Ursid. Geminids? Uh, G-E-M-I-N-D-S. I think that's a typo. I think it's Geminids, but maybe okay. I'm worse. I don't know. It's what I have written here. Yeah. So um, so that that blows. Yeah, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Been waiting for this to approach. It's been fun watching them each night yeah. get a little bit closer together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this evening would have been amazing. So do you remember when the we just had the um, uh, yes. eclipse? Yes, the solar eclipse. Yeah, and the sun. Yeah. yeah, and there people went <laughs> sun. Yes, uh, I'm explaining for the neophyte. Yeah, but yeah. there, there were certain areas in this country that were better to see the solar eclipse than others, and you know people took these trips and they yes. planned them. But could you imagine if you had taken a trip like that? Right, and, and it was bad and weather, it was just overcast. Yeah. Therein lies the issue yeah. with so uh, so. And I advise this. Like Nick currently has, I, I, there's a big telescope that I have that that Ben's gotten into it, and I, I think he can use it more. But if you are going to get a telescope, if you're still thinking about getting somebody a telescope for Christmas, yeah, I, I recommend the Celestron A because it's easiest to use. But B, get one that you can take out quickly and set up quickly because it, you're going to have a limited amount of nights yeah. where you're going to be able to take it out. It's not something you do all the time. The weather will be inclement. The weather will be overcast, and you'll get a few optimum nights. So if you if you have to do two hours of setup, you're just never going to do it. So get something that's quick that you can get set up, and something of a, just even a decent power will get you a good view of what you want to see. Unfortunately, that's the case with the one that you so generously let us borrow. Yeah. It's it's a great telescope. It's in, it's incredible. It's powerful, and it's not difficult to use. It's just heavy as hell. It's a and, big and, and it's it's big, and so we don't use it as yeah. frequently as I would like to because 
moving it around is is challenging. So I think if I were to buy one, I wouldn't buy the one that you let us borrow, which, yeah. again, was really cool of you. Uh, I would want to borrow one or buy one that I could, you know, put in the back of the car and take someplace. Yeah, yeah. When but, I was in college, I took uh, astronomy because I was like, oh, astronomy is going to be great. What I didn't know is that it was a 400-level physics class. Right. Um, and, but well, I, I took the same it. Thing. Be, you did the same thing. Oh, yeah. I took it. I'm like, this would be stars. great. I love the stars. Can I look at the moons <laughs> and all that stuff? I'm like, oh. There's, like, intense math involved in this. Oh, you want yeah. to stay here? No, nah, let's go get high. <laughs> well, the, the there was a promise of there were there were night labs. And so every it was either every Thursday or you every, know how to do it. every other Thursday night, uh, we would have a lab, and we would go and look at the night sky. It literally, every single night lab, it was overcast and Man. it was canceled. So they, For an entire uh, semester. I'd say you have no control over it. Like, we're going to have this incredible... Honestly, especially around Christmas, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. There's, you know, the stuff like this that has happened throughout history has sparked all sorts of legends and and lore and mythology and uh, and and uh, you know, a, a cruddy clouds will obscure the whole thing. Yeah, luckily, I uh, there were only three tests that whole semester, and then there we had a lab, and thankfully, I had a lab partner who was very smart, so I got a good lab grade. Right, I got an eighty on my first test. My second test, I got like a 20, and then the next test, I think I got like a 30, and we were able to... Repeat dr- those for people who are writing this down. <laughs> I was able to drop one okay. of the grades, right. so I somehow passed that class, Preston. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't. Sometimes I, I a professor will understand what's going on and pass you regardless. I've no, I earned it. I, I earned... Yeah. He didn't just let me pass. Hey, I have a question about this time of year. Here we are, the, the shortest day of the year. Yes. And... I've noticed that... Um, Are you the space cowboy or the noticer? I'm not the noticer. Oh. I, I noticed as the space cowboy, I've noticed right. this, that the sunsets in wintertime are so amazingly beautiful, even more so than the summertime. Um, the colors seem to be more vibrant. Um, and you know I'm, why that is? Why? Christmas elves. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> no, I was curious if it's the fact that the arc of the sun in our horizon is lower um, as opposed to, let's say, let's say you have, uh, you know, summertime, it goes directly yep. overhead and straight, yep. straight over and straight down. And because it stays lower, when it gets to the horizon, it spends a little bit more time in that twilight I, area. I think you're right. I, the sweet spot. Because it's going across yeah. this way, you know what I mean? So we're, we're technically so in the winter, we're closer to the sun. We get these these pinks and oranges. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously the sun sets much, much earlier in the yeah. day. But I see the most stunning, beautiful sunsets in the wintertime, more so than I do in the summer. Anybody just notice that? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And okay. there's also a point that, that uh, Connor pulled up here is that also we tend to have less, um, uh, atmospherically, less obstruction to what's able to be viewed because okay. of the, you know, that the air is cleaner and clearer. Also, low humidity and cleaner air equals more intense sunset colors. Hmm. Okay. I think you probably notice the colors because there is a lack of colors surrounding yeah, us yeah, at this yeah. point, too. That's you know? true, it's too. It's so gray and yeah. drab and brown. And especially if you put some snow on the ground, you yeah. get that white to counterbalance it. It just looks incredible. I noticed That's that why few... RuPaul stands out in an Amish community. <laughs> right. <laughs> a few nights uh, this color. weekend, you know, with, with all the snow still on the ground, how bright it was outside just from the ambient light, you know, just this being reflected back up from the snow-covered ground. It's just you walk outside and it's bright, right? now i yeah. love i love that glow that yeah. ethereal like on on christmas eve if it's a nice quiet evening and the lights are yeah uh you know refl- as you pointed out preston in the snow the christmas lights have a yeah. another extra level of 
beauty to them. Yeah, they shine on and the, it's, yeah, on, it's, on the it's white. so wonderful. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Do you have in this space cowboy that I've seen uh, recently that people are going to try to use the winter solstice as an excuse to sort of cleanse this year and put it behind them? I, I don't know if you if I came no. up with any of your stories. Yeah, that's a little so, too spiritual for the space cowboy. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's um, dealing just uh, some cowboy. of it seems that's the uh, theologian. Some Thanks. of it seems a li- uh, <laughs> legit, and some of it seems um, you know what. Why the hell not? Kind of an approach. Oh, but- uh, Nick, I can see that uh, all up and down for people looking to to take every possible way you can. Yes, whether it's metaphorically or actually to purge, to eradicate, to to make a a a, a shift to to rid ourselves of this year of crap. Well, with the great conjunction and the solstice happening on the same day, I'll guarantee you somebody's sacrificing something or burning Hell, something. They've done or, it in good years. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There's there's some kind of ritualistic thing that's somewhere. Going. There's a whole bunch of people wearing Nikes and getting into bunk beds. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be something uh, taking place today. Um, but you know, I have a couple other stories. There was really. There was one connoisseur story I wanted to get to oh. today, well, but I don't want to. Why don't you do the mass transit mensch? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't have anything about mass transit. Okay. Um, but this was nice to see. Uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, the company Blue Origin, yeah, is going to take the first woman to the moon. This was uh, announced against last her week. will, or will she be into it? Uh, what's that? Against her will? No, 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 oh. no, no. She'll be a volunteer. Uh, the billionaire said as NASA nears a decision over who will supply its first privately built lunar landers meant to be capable of sending astronauts to the moon by 2024. Uh, Bezos said in a post on Instagram, uh, this is the engine that will take the first woman to the surface of the moon. And will she be wearing an appropriately slinky, skin-tight outfit like we see in science fiction stories? That remains to Usually be like a mini skirt, like a space mini skirt, which, like on Star Trek, seemed to make sense. Uh, Twelve men have walked on the moon, but no women. Uh, NASA aims to change that. Administrator Jim Bridenstein said... Uh, Bridenstine said last uh, year that uh, the first woman to complete a lunar landing will be drawn from the current astronaut corps. I love the new uniforms that they're um, that you know they're they're work they're at least they have a couple of prototype designs mm. that look really cool. And then in a way, as we pointed out, they look very similar to the two thousand one uh, spacesuits. The blue engine, the blue origin engine, which has been in development for years has tallied 1,245 seconds of test ti- test fire time. Wow. It is meant to power the company's national team human landing system, Lunar Lander. Um, I, I, you know, Casey, we, we talk about Amazon and we talk about the, these, these companies, and mm-hmm. I think about your fear. I think one night you'll walk out and uh, you'll look up at the night sky and the moon will say Amazon Prime on it. Seriously. Uh, Blue Origin is the prime contractor in a national team assembled in 2019 to help build this Blue Moon Lander. Uh, the team includes Lockheed Martin, uh, Northrop Grumman, and uh, Draper. Uh, so those Grumman are, is involved in this uh, too. Grumman, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they're the ones who built the. Lunar yeah, yeah, yeah. My my, my uh, father-in-law worked on the Lem. My uh, nice. Yeah, it was very cool. And it's interesting because they, you know, these these companies. You think about uh, Grumman uh, and these other ones. They have to compete. Yeah. To find out who gets the contract and all that, they have to. They gotta. They gotta come up with the best ideas and solutions, and, yeah. and make and then implement them. Uh, Bezos' company has uh, vied for lucrative government contracts in the race to build NASA's system to ferry humans to the moon in the next decade. It is competing with rival billionaire Elon Musk's SpaceX and Dy- uh, Dynetics owner. Owned by uh, Lados Holdings. Wait, Dianetics? That's what yeah. it says. Yeah. Yeah. Probably it's Not different. Dianetics. Yeah, yeah L. Ron it's, Hubbard. It's Dianetics. Okay. <laughs> it's right. pretty damn close. 
Um, now, go ahead, Casey. Well, I was going to, like, so the difference, I think, between Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk, I think. How much they can bench? No, I think, like, Elon Musk is, like, a true, like. He's a scientist. He's a scientist he and a genius. He, he, and Bezos is a guy who got lucky with the website, right? Bezos worked it, though. Bezos yeah. worked at a, at a loss for a long time. A lot of people forget that when Amazon began, it was simply a book service. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Right. And then it was a very bad order fulfillment service and then he just kept he stuck with it at a loss and now as was pointed out last week by nick he's on track to become the world's first trillionaire so um it's it's an amazing thing but yet when you talk about elon musk he is a real deal a creator he is and he's He's a a genius yes so so like even steve jobs was not steve jobs didn't write code no steve jobs wasn't he was the idea guy he's an idea guy yeah. yeah Uh, so we'll see where this all takes us. Hmm. All right, um, should I switch gears to switch which hands? one? The theologian? Oh, you're gonna, oh, what? Well, the theologian? I, told, I told you, no, there was a, um, no, <laughs> not the theologian. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do like my theme yeah, song. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, 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 just in um, case. I don't, I don't mind using this music. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, the theologian is not here. <laughs> All right, you're the connoisseur? Yeah, because there's... Your name could be Theologian. <laughs> yeah. The name is Theo. Theo! Theologian. Make sense about God. <laughs> I was laughing about uh, Gus Todian over, over the weekend. Man. Was, Gus Todian? Gus Todian cracked me up the whole And what weekend. was the first name? Uh, Mark Etting. Mark Etting. Mark Etting. <laughs> and Gus uh, Gus Todian. Yeah. And now... Theo. Theologian. Logian. Oh my God. <laughs> it's time for Connie Soar. <laughs> now, the main reason I wanted to do this because we have a couple of guests coming up, and I don't think I'll be able to get to it. And uh, we have to talk about—is this holiday food? Any other? No, no, it's not. But it's—it's a—it's a, it's a no. It's a—it's a recent story from oh, the okay. weekend, and you All probably right. saw it. And I just wanted to get it out of the way. But um, predator might soon become prey if Florida scientists can confirm that Burmese pythons are safe for us to eat. Oh, wow. They are an extremely invasive species in the Everglades. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is collaborating with the Florida Department of Health. Let's collab. To investigate <laughs> the mercury. Maybe they reached out on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to investigate the mercury levels in in pythons to determine if they can be safely consumed. Snake meat has been eaten for a long yeah, time. Sure, yeah. yeah. But if so, the snakes may soon end up on the restaurant menus and dinner tables across the state. Not they mine. Actually, they no. need something like that because yeah. they have become so invasive in the Everglades. They're, they're, it's out of control. So they need to they need to be able to to you know they want to do if they're not if they're going to kill these animals they want to be try to be productive with them right. as well. Turn them into toys. So pythons are non-venomous constrictors primarily found in South Florida where they have posed a serious risk to native wildlife in the region. The snake is not native. Uh, began appearing in the Everglades in the 1980s, was likely introduced as an escape or release pet. Uh, the FWC encourages residents to remove and humanely kill pythons when they mm. can at any time during it's the year. Sad. It's sad when people screw up things like this. Yeah. So uh, it's early on in the process for the mercury study, according to an official. This is a, a spokeswoman, uh, Susan Neal. She said, we are currently in the tissue collection stage of the project. That's the one where you cry the most. And COVID has pushed our timeline back a little bit. The plan is to have most of these samples come from pythons that are caught by our contractor program. 
So uh, do they are they known to have high levels of mercury in there? This is just a System? standard procedure. Okay. So, so far, more than 6,000 pythons have been removed from the Everglades through the program. The objective of the study is to develop and share consumption advisories for Burmese pythons in South Florida to better inform the public. So we don't know a lot. They could quite conceivably be full of guacamole. Uh, mercury, wouldn't that be a delight? Yeah. Mercury is a natural occurring element in the environment and is high in the Everglades. Okay. Mercury bioaccumulates in the environment, and you will find high levels of mercury at the top of the food chain where the pythons have unfortunately positioned themselves. Well, certain fish were known to contain, and, and you remember the whole Jeremy Piven thing years ago when he, he bowed out of a Broadway play because he said he ate so much sushi he had mercury poisoning? Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's why women are supposed to avoid tuna when they're pregnant. Right. Is because there might be potential mercury uh, levels in them. Uh, he said, uh, she said, we, we expect results are going to discourage the public from consuming pythons, but if we can determine that they are safe to eat, that would be very helpful to control their population. That's adorable. He thinks that's what's going to discourage people from eating pythons. <laughs> uh, when pythons are safe to eat, they can actually be quite delicious, really? says Donna Khalil, one of the program's python I, hunters. I think they taste great. Uh, Khalil is the first female hunter in the python removal program, according how, to Kirkland. How are they prepared, Preston? Is it, is it like just regular meat? Or is Here it- you go. So so she has so far captured and euthanized 473 pythons. When she catches smaller ones, about seven feet long, she uses a mercury testing kit that she bought online to confirm that they're safe to eat. She then turns their white meat into food. Uh, First, she uses a pressure cooker to make the meat soft and tender. Later, she adds pasta sauce, chili, or stir fry. She uses what a boa. She also likes turning the snakes into jerky. So Nick pulled up a picture of them okay. drying, the, uh, drying the meat out. This is her uh, Instagram account, Donna Khalil, and uh, it actually looks pretty damn good. Python so, jerky. As jerky, I think that makes sense. That kind of meat would probably be lend itself to like a jerky. I, I can't. It's not going to be like a like a filet mignon. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't I know. Just, you I guys no can idea. have fun eating it. I'm not gonna. Okay. No. This just is... because you find the animal disgusting. Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, people will eat rattlesnake and sure. Um, Iguana? You ever have iguana? No. Tastes like Had chicken. I really? Mean, not, yeah. a, not as a joke. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not. You know. Listen. You're not. Gonna, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and buy iguana or python. Um, but if it were served to me, uh, I would eat it. My uh, friend has a good python man at Whole Foods. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've eaten, you know, alligator and stuff like that, and it's okay. What's the most exotic thing you ever eaten? Probably non-human <laughs> ostrich or alligator. I guess. Okay. I love ostrich. Um, it's good, yeah. Yeah. Did you have that at the uh, tiki bar, the alligator? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They serve it there. It's regular. Oh, do they regularly yeah. on the uh, menu? Yep. They always have alligator. Mine's like, I don't know, teriyaki chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. Yeah. So I did. I did try one time a tiny piece, uh, and I. Well, of I, alligator? No, 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 of octopus. Okay. But I was also drunk, so. I don't know if I even tasted it. I right. couldn't. I'm, I'm not. I just don't. I don't like the taste of it. I've had it. I hate octopus. It. Yeah. Well, and you know, like I don't like any seafood. So, no. But to me, it, it looked like fully cooked. It might have even been like blackened. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I yeah, know, I was like, whatever. I just tasted a little. Grilled octopus was all the rage a couple of years ago. I guess places still serve Besides it. Besides that, they're too. Da- I think they're too damn smart. There's you, you just, just don't want to see just, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, right? They're just you know. Yeah. Uh, I eat dumb things. So this gal said when she makes uh, when she cooks up her 
uh, python. Uh, she said it's really good when you cook it right. That's uh, really good. This would be a wonderful <laughs> way to get more people involved with helping us remove pythons from the environment. It would be a good thing for people to hunt and eat them, but we need to make sure that they are safe first. The House of Jerky in uh, Cape May sells python jerky. Ooh, really? Yeah. Really? I wonder where they get it from. Do you think yeah. they get it from Florida? Um. Well, it's manufactured. Welcome in, to the House of Jerky. <laughs> Indiana. My name is Francois. Uh, so I don't know exactly where they get it, but no thanks. What kind of jerky are you looking for today? I saw a, a program, a nature program, and they were in one of the um, the oh. South Florida um, wildlife preserves. Maybe it was at Everglades. Anyway, they they were tracking uh, pythons, and one of the ways that they were tracking is that they they tag female pythons and then let the males come to them. So then they they don't even if they find a female, huh. they don't kill the female right, right away. They let the males come to it, and then they can. Yeah. <laughs> kill, so they <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. Oh, so they my. use it as bait. They use it as bait. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that that's probably a smart move. There, there. People don't realize they will take down the deer population. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they kill a lot this, of stuff. They'll get into fights with alligators. This oh. uh, this tracking program was fascinating too because the, you know the, there's a park ranger, a guy that works for the Department of Interior, is out with one of those antennas and he's yeah. walking around in in the scrub looking for yeah. a giant python. Not me. Well, but he gets you. Yeah. They, they blend into nature so well that it ended up right at his feet. Yeah, and he had no idea that it was there, but he could tell by the signal that it was there. And then finally, they moved a little bit of brush to the side. It, I mean, f that, and it's a lot of times they'll do it like at dusk. Oh yeah, or night. But it's like are you insane. That's what his job is, and it's so critical because they're destroying, you know, the ecosystems. Down yeah, there. that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, but if you listen, you can hear the mating call. <laughs> off. <Yeah! laughs> Snake! Yeah! Can you hear it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it kind of blends yeah, into the right. to the background, but. Snakey, snakey! <laughs> that house of jerky also sells kangaroo jerky. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Eat it. They're Love so it. cute. That's... Yeah, but deer are cute too. You ever had venison? Yeah, give me. Time. Can you give me my kangaroo jerky? I got to bounce. Ho ho! Come on out of here. <laughs> Kangaroos and deer look very similar in their faces. Okay. Don't you think? I think uh, the mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, uh, I no, don't, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I so much know so that. Do you have, you have you confused them? Well, have you accidentally gone kangaroo hunting? No, I've never been hunting in general. Uh, but I think I told you guys on the air one time, I saw a dead deer on the side of the road. And when I first saw it, I don't know why. <laughs> thought it was thought a kangaroo. My, my mind immediately went to kangaroo. My I was God, like, is that there's a, kangaroo? a dead kangaroo there. <laughs> my God, why do you have a kangaroo mounted on your fireplace? <laughs> uh, there are similarities, yes. Yeah. It's a 12-point kangaroo. The the kangaroo though has this kind of split thing down its uh, lip down the front. Yeah, it makes a it line badass. down or down the nose. Did the you nose. see the story of that? Now uh, it was like a like a fourteen year old girl bagged a. Re- I don't know how many points this buck was, but it was like a like a record breaking no. buck. Mm. Like uh-huh. uh, you know, not like twelve point like off the charts. A ridiculous. Yeah, if you can do a little checking, it just it just Is happened that here. I don't know where it was. It was in the United States. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't but, doubt if it was in Pennsylvania. We have crazy amounts of deer. I, I think I saw a car hit a deer last night. Oh, it, was headed, it was heading in the other sad. direction than I was. I was at a light stand. <laughs> I was making a right, and the, the car was heading the other way, and I saw a deer cross in front, 
And as it went across, the guy didn't slow down. And what he didn't notice, <laughs> another deer was coming across. And I'm like, you know, always the thing. I know you want to look at the one that's already heading across. Yeah. But always look, follow, see who's coming behind because yeah. there's always a good chance that, uh, that there's another one. All right, teen in Kansas. 42-point buck. What? 42-point buck. Confirmed as a world record. Sometimes those, the racks will have small yeah. uh, little bucklets. But, uh, wow, look at that. That's crazy. Little bucklets. <laughs> That's insane. That almost looks like uh, looks like like a Marvel character. At Cabela's, Steve, they have, like, the Hall of Famous Racks there. Do they? Uh, they're they're uh, taxidermied. I don't think they're the actual. I think they're recreations of the kills. But they have these unbelievable hmm. racks of deer. Zobelu is like a billion like of them. Like a yeah, they crashed into the roof. Is crazy. <laughs> um, have like a whole of racks. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're better than that. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, that's it. That's I just have one connoisseur story, uh-huh. story and that was it because we got a, a guest. When we return, uh, we're going to talk to our good friend, Burt Kreischer. Uh, he and Tom Segura have this thing they're going to be revealing. There was something that happened. They were playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. And then the video ends with an ambulance showing up. They're going to reveal in part two what happened. Yep. So we'll talk to Kreischer. And then uh, Stephen Van Zant, the East Street Band, joining us as well. He's got a charity event coming up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Peter Jackson's Middle Earth Trilogies, Kanan Sunglasses, and Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3. WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, our next guest is ready to go. Casey's like, we got to talk to him because there's a to-be-continued yeah. event that's sort of taking place. It's a big event, uh, especially yeah. if you watch the first video, which I did. Two bears in one cave. Burt Kreischer. Tom Segura. Tom. <laughs> they were playing basketball. Tom ends up in the hospital with multiple severe injuries. That's If I'm reading, that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Multiple severe injuries. We haven't seen that yet. It hasn't been revealed, no. right? You Any s- of that? You see, you see the initial basketball play, and yep. then the tease. You see a an ambulance and uh, a stretcher being wheeled out. When, when are they are in the follow up? New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Okay. What a great way to ring in the new year, <laughs> isn't it? Though, please uh, welcome our good friend, Mister Burke Kreischer, to the show. Hey, Birdie boy. Hey guys, how you doing? Good man. How you? I'm I'm great. I am great. I, I have my mobility about me. I can yeah. Can the same Can the same be said for your counterpart? He just got out of the hospital yesterday. Jesus! Oh my God! He's been in the hospital. I think what like 19 days, 18 days. Oh Whoa! God. Okay. Um. So we listen. So we 
I was watching the video, and I know you know Casey was was teasing you know part one. I'm like, okay, it seems it seems like they're actually a couple good shots here. They're you know guys just goofing around, yeah. and then it cuts to an ambulance. <laughs> I'm like, what? So uh, this is one of the the best. This is like the old movie serials where the train would be heading towards the end of the cliff, and, yes. and, and it's like I, I, I'm definitely going to be checking in on New Year's Day. Uh, so we assume this is the focus of the whole second episode, correct? Yeah, we, we, we had planned on doing, for the first episode, we did a tennis challenge, and I destroyed him. I mean, I, like, it was so not competitive. Yeah. I aced him, like, 25 times. Wow. Like, it was, and it was, he was, he was so dejected. I mean, he was, <laughs> you could see it in his heart, because Tom really thinks he's an athlete. And, <laughs> and it's frustrating when you, when you played football, so you believe you're an athlete. You only play football because he's fat. That's the only reason he got to play football. <laughs> yeah, I always hated that when guys would say what good athletes they were, and they were, they just simply by virtue of size mm-hmm. were 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 formidable on the football field. But we're not really athletes. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, you think you're an athlete? Throwing some pads." And I'm like, "Putting on pads doesn't make one an athlete." Okay. <laughs> you know, so, I, go ahead. No, 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 no. I've, so we played tennis. I destroyed him. And he's he got he got really upset. He's like, you really are like this, like, like his his. He had a tennis coach. I just played him. He had a tennis coach, and his tennis coach said, "You don't understand. Bert has a Division One college serve. Like you're his it, it, like." And so Tom was like, "So he's like, we're playing basketball next." And I was like, "Fine, whatever." Yeah. Now I know from television that shooting something <laughs> on television, if you if you give it fifty percent. It looks like seventy percent, and no one can tell the difference between seventy and one hundred percent on television. Right. Okay? So, so I'm like, I'm like, you know, have fun out there, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow out a knee. He calls me the morning of, and he goes, "Is this a dumb idea?" He's like, "I just googled how men in their forties get hurt, and it's playing <laughs> basketball." Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, Tom, we're not gonna get hurt. Just don't. You don't have to be a hero. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> he ru- he ruptured his patella. Oh man. So. So just so you know, anyone listening, feel your kneecap, okay? Now go just below it. That big tendon that holds the kneecap oh, and, the, and the bottom of your leg together, mm-hmm. that exploded on him. Oh, my God. Okay? Wow. That's the bad injury. The one that had me having nightmares is he broke his humerus, ironically. He broke his humerus, which is your bicep bone, like the bone that Whoa. your bicep and tri- he broke it in half. Oh, he broke what? It in I, I, half. And when I found him, it was his arm was twisted 480 degrees. His <laughs> hand, it looked like he, he had he had gotten, uh, I, I don't know the right way to say it. What's the burn your brother would do where he'd grab your uh, 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 purple nerve? Or yeah, yeah, an no, Indian what? burn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's uh, We're looking at pictures of some of the damage. But you, apparently, this was all caught on multiple angles, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we we had I had found this kid Tristan Jass, who's like a really great basketball player, and he goes to these courts and plays one on one. And I was talking about it, and I was like, "Hey, what if we, me and you, challenge him?" And we do because we wanted to do another activity for the for the live show uh, New Year's Eve. And he was like, he was like, "Yeah." And so we did it, and we're like, "Well, Tristan's going to use that video." And then he's like, "What, what should we do next?" And I was like, "Well." Tom's like, I can dunk. And I was like, I can't, I can't dunk. And he was like, then I'll just, I'm going to dunk on you. I'm going to just show everyone how great I can dunk. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he actually, he actually <laughs> could <laughs> never again, but he could dunk. And yeah. he dunked. 
he was dunking on a nine foot rim. He's like moving up to nine five. And I was like, Tom, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And this dude went up to Tom. He's like, bro, you got to give it all you got. And he was like, I will. Oh no, bro. Oh, it, his, his next words were call nine one one. Oh my God. God. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, as I, he did have some pretty good game. I mean, he was, he was hitting some three pointers. You weren't bad. And, and that, you know, that looked, you know, pretty good. But it was it was the dunk that did him in. Oh, he went up for the dunk. And as he planted his left foot and r- jumped off with his right uh. foot, that left patella exploded. Oh and and he and, and that was the end of everything. And then I got to be honest with you. I saw it. Right. I don't know how he broke his arm. Yeah. Like, I'm, we're going to watch the video for the first time <laughs> on the live show. Oh He's seen it. And he's like, bro, I'm in it. when I was there, the, I heard the bone crack. Oh, it was so loud. It was so loud that you were like, and I, uh, oh, my God. I remember going to find him. His knee is backwards. And his, but his arm, his arm was twisted. And I, I know you're not supposed to do this. Yeah. But I just grabbed it and I untwisted his oh, arm. Oh, oh, my God, Bert. Wow. Oh, my God. God, you're not a doctor, Dude. but you did go to college for like seven years, right? <laughs> we, we went to, I spent like 18 hours with him in the hospital in the oh. emergency room, oh, God. and I kept God. saying, I kept saying, like, hey, he's going to be able to use his hand again, right? And they're like, they're like, yeah, 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 he's going to use his hand. Then one guy comes in and he goes, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get the old gimp hand. Oh, like, oh my God. Oh, so God. let me ask you, as you're doing this, and we've done our share of stunts where we've been like. Uh, oh, this is great, and then it's like, oh no, and it's it's a weird feeling you get, especially when you're creating content. It's like you really care about the person; you don't want them to be hurt, but you're also simultaneously there's a voice in the back of your head that's going, "This is gonna be great." We what oh. did, what was the percentage in your mind? Uh, I immediately my first thought was was, and this is horrible to say, but I was like. <laughs> I wish it had been me because I would have been like, keep rolling. Because Tom was like, they turn the cameras off. Yeah. As soon as he, he's on the ground and he's like crying, they turn the cameras off. And I was like, and I looked at the kid we were shooting with, Tristan Jaff, and I looked at his cameraman. He's a kid. He doesn't care. He has no heart inside. He's like, just some, some, I go, I go, I go, do me a favor. Roll on everything. Cover everything. Our guy was, was broken. His name's Lindsay. The second it happened, his like, Tom's his boss, technically. Yeah. And he just put his camera down. I told the other kid, I go, keep rolling everything. And then I started shooting promos. Like, Tom's getting in the hospital. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like, grab my phone, landscape mode. Here we go. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. I know. Tom was not having it. And then then he saw the promos, and he's like, dude, thank God. You, I go always be promoting. Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, get you, something out of it. You I mean, guys are like a completely kindred spirits. I mean, you you have found your other half in Tom Segura, and 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 so I I had to believe he'd be even in the moment he might have been against it. But what you got? Uh, I mean, this is the, this is beyond the money shot. Oh, it's 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 way beyond. I mean, I I started like my brain goes into such a uh, uh, like. A make money mode. Like, I, I literally am coming up with T-shirt ideas at the hospital, yeah. and I'm like, "What do you think about this?" And he's like, "Hey, man, let, let's wait till the surgeries are over." And I was like, "No, I'm just saying we should get on it. You know, if we're gonna make T-shirts." And he's like, "Dude, I sat with him. Let me tell you something. 
I get best friend points for the rest of my life. I took him into Cedar Sinai. I took him, first of all, I had to get a medical transport, meaning he, we couldn't move him. Like we got him into his house that night, yeah, and he he couldn't move. Like his, you understand, his left leg and his left arm are broken, so you can't use a crutch. There's no, yeah, like a crutch would be on that left arm, but he can't use it. So I had to put a belt around him and lift him up and carry him, walk behind him and carry him to places. So I had got a medical transport. Medical transport is takes us <laughs> takes us to to a, an orthopedist. Who then sends us Cedar Sinai? We get, you know, Tom doesn't like being recognized, and I love getting recognized. We get, in the, we get in the in the medical transport, and this stoner dude who's driving us goes, "So, what do you guys do for a living?" And I just sit silent, waiting for Tom to say, "We're comedians." <laughs> so I was like, uh, "I was like, we're comedians," and the guy goes, "Oh, you guys are comics." I go, yeah, and he goes, you guys famous? And I go, actually, I am. <laughs> He's not laughing at all. He's not laughing at any of this. Uh-huh. It was, it was the, I sat with him through the ER. I was, it was insane. And by the way, totally flexed, totally flexed our fame muscle. We get to ER and they're like, it's going to be like a seven hour wait. And I was like, I dropped my mask low. That's a couple dude nurses. Yeah. I dropped my mask low. And I was like, hey, how long's the wait, dude? And he was like, he like looks at me and he goes, looks kind of thing. It's Tom Segura and pulls us right for the back. <laughs> um, listen, you did what you had to do. You know, you you do it for your for your friend. So how long all told you say eighteen hours you were in the hospital? We were in the hour hospital the whole day. Um we got up that morning. I came home that night. Then he it happened at night. We went yeah. to his house that night, stayed there until like four. Came home for a little bit, got the girls ready for school, oh, headed back down, took him to the hospital. I was at the hospital all day. And then, uh, and then, and then, then he went into surgery, and then he had to go to another hospital to learn how to to walk because right. he's his. I mean, this is going to be like a massive year recovery. Yeah, like, yeah. it's oh. no joke. Titanium plates in the arm. The knee is the bad one because I guess they're, they it it's not connected. You know, Jesus. So, so it's so it's going to be straight for, from what I hear. It's like straight for three months, and then in three months he can start bending it. Oh and my god! I'll, and my wife is such a c word. You have no idea. <laughs> she, oh, okay. she, she gets. We get into the Tom into the into his screening room. You know, like yeah. the first time, and like we, he just got hurt. He went to the hospital. They released him. We got to go tomorrow morning. We carry his fat body all the way down the stairs, <laughs> all the way down the hallway. In the thing, my wife sees him. And goes and just looks at him, and everyone's like, "How you doing, buddy? How you doing?" And Leanne goes, "Well, this is gonna suck for a long time." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be bad." She goes, "You are gonna gain some weight. You're gonna oh. put on weight real bad." I go, "Leanne, stop talking." She goes, "I'm just telling him what he needs to hear. Uh, no one needs to hear this." <laughs> Bert, this might be a stupid question, but were those injuries just a, a ticking time bomb? Because it sounds like they would have happened at one point, whether or not he was playing basketball or not. I don't know. The arm, definitely not. Here's what happened. When we were playing basketball, he got uh, crossed up where, like, the guy did a juke move. Yeah. And Tom Tom landed on his knee really hard. like ran. And so we think that he kind of messed up his patella then. Okay. And then by jumping, it, it ruptured it. Oh, boy. So, so years ago, uh, I was uh, doing stuff. I was on on a stage. It was an improv show, and I and they, they killed the lights as I was going off stage, 
and I went off on, a, on my right knee and landed from the elevated stage to the ground on my right knee. And so oh it, it, it hurt, it corrected, it was fine, it didn't break it. But even now, you know, every six or seven months, I get that, that knee thing flaring up, and that's a fraction, a scintilla of oh, what he's encountered. Listen, my, my uncle, we were, we were playing basketball. Yeah. I was a kid, and we were just shooting hoops. I mean, we weren't really, you know, yeah. playing aggressive or anything like that. And he just turned the wrong way yeah. and tore his ACL, oh, God, and it messed him up for months and months and months. So, and it was just, just playing basketball. Think what Tom has. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, it changed everything. We, we had, we had, uh, we had written, we're going to, we wrote porns for, uh, <laughs> we were going <laughs> to, we were going to, by the way, this is a, this was the funnest thing I've ever done for the live show. We wrote porns and we were going to shoot porns. Yeah. And. Like, give our porns. We gave our porns to a porn company, and we're like, just make these porns, please. We'll pay for them. You make the porns, and then we'll air them. And uh, just dealing with all the Tom stuff, we didn't get to we, – we couldn't get in front of that. So now we're just going to do table reads of our porns. So you, you, wrote, you, wrote, you wrote scripts or porn for the hopes that they would they, – they carry it out. They do your, your script, and now it's just, yeah. just a table read it's of just, the porn. Now we're doing table reads. I got Jason Biggs is in my porn. Oh, I shouldn't tell everyone. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, my porn is so good. My porn is so good that I, I'm like, I'm obsessed. I sent it to my wife because she's in it. And she was like, are we playing ourselves? And I was like, oh, yeah, Leanne. Right. Oh, my God. Said, no, is this a whole movie? Part. Is it a whole movie or a scene? It's, a, it's, a, it's one scene. Mine all bases around time travel okay. with a doctor, a, a, a female a female Catholic priest <laughs> and, a, and a cop. Okay. A female Catholic priest and a cop. Okay, so well, and this this will be part of the uh, of the live New Year's Eve show. Oh yeah, live New Year's Eve show. We start. We're going to start at ten thirty uh, East Coast time. Okay, and then we're going to we're going to we're going to party until midnight LA time. All right, and tickets are available at ymhstudios.com slash live. The last one was. The last one was insane. We we had a porn star Owen Gray on, and we were like, "Hey man, can we see your junk?" And he, in an interview, we're doing an interview with him, and he was like, "He was like, are you being serious?" And we're like, "We're being dead serious." <laughs> and he's like, "Can you do that on this show?" And we're like, "We can do whatever we want. These live streams are insane. You can do whatever you want." We swear. And he goes, "I guess. I mean, I've just got sweatpants junk. If that's what you want to see." And we're like, "Definitely." He pulls out a hog that any man would be proud to have. Tom and I lost our minds. We're like, that's sweatpants junk for you. He's like, whatever. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's one of the, that's, uh, he's a pro. What are you going to do? So, yeah. So, hey, listen, on, on New Year's Eve, Bert, I assume you guys have been um, filming Tom's recovery and his, his uh, uh, all the, the, the therapy, physical therapy and all that stuff. Are you going to be airing some of that stuff or is that for down the yeah. road? We're going to air all that, and then we're going to show the basketball video. We're going to okay. show – we're going to have uh, – I think we're having celebrities watch the basketball video with us. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and so uh, it's going to be – I'm so excited. These live things are just – they're crazy. I mean, first of all, it's crazy how many people watch them. I mean, if you – but there's so much fun that uh, – because there's no rules. You can do whatever you want, and it's up there, and then it goes away. I mean, we the ideas we had – I mean, I got obviously we were – we're shooting a we're shooting a porn. We're gonna the next whatever porn, whoever has a better porn, we're gonna film and then we're gonna air it 
we just put it out. Well, stop, <laughs> stop and think about this because there's, you know, I mean, they're not able to pull off a lot of the regular stuff that they normally do. It's all going to be like canned, and you know, even the Times Square stuff and so on and so forth. It's all your 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 thing's going to have. Um, it's going to have a little bit more immediacy to it. I think you've got a lot more going on, and if people, you know, if you don't want to watch. <laughs> New York, New Year's sort of rockin' Eve or whatever. This this is a a great option uh, to that. Well, we, yeah, we did the first one. We did. I wasn't sure what what to think, and then I had so much fun doing it. And it's it, it's a little more produced than a live show, and so we like obviously we shoot stuff for it. Right. We're gonna have costume changes throughout the time zones, but now we can't because Tom can't put anything over his leg. That's right. So. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen whatever happened to Baby Jane? Because it, it occurs to me that dynamic is now <laughs> is now going to exist with you guys. No, what, what's that about? What's that about? Uh, it's a Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford's in a wheelchair, and Betty Davis is torturing her. Yeah, she's the caretaker, yeah. and uh, she, she, you know, uh, Joan Crawford can't do anything. Yeah. You could take advantage. of Watch that, that movie. It'll get, it's like a tutorial about how you have to uh, proceed from here on in. Was Joan Crawford addicted to oxys? So, by the way, I, I started to see the commercials for the Go Big Show on TBS. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And so, I mean, it's amazing that during a global pandemic, you're probably working more than you were outside of the pandemic. I got, I got an email from... Um, from my agents at one point during the pandemic i was the largest i was the largest selling artist in the world <laughs> meaning my live dates i i was making bringing more money at live dates than any artist in the world the fact being i was the only one touring like literally <laughs> the only one touring but it's nice to go in the world they're like you are the largest selling artist in the world right now <laughs> wow. so i've had a busy i've had a busy pandemic and by the way knock on wood haven't contact, contracted coronavirus, but I've been very, very, very safe. I mean, when we did the Go Big show, we lived in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, this is how safe we were. Snoop wouldn't share a joint. Like, he wouldn't pass a joint. Wow. So, right. That, well, you know, that that's, I mean, and honestly, we saw it at your, at the live show here. Every, yeah. every, all the protocols were in place. It didn't mean like it was oppressive, but everything was just done the right way and everything is safe. So I was wondering how you executed that. Just quick, give people a quick idea of what the Go Big show is about, because I think it's really cool. Oh, we do. It's, it's, heart, it's, it's like Heartland Acts. So it's acts from the middle of the country who are people that like kind of have weird skills. It's not like a regular talent show. It's like a guy who can swallow swords or a guy that can put 20 rattlesnakes in his mouth. Yeah. And then like it's really bizarre, kind of over the top, huge things, monster trucks, stunt bikes. It's not like a, it's not like a regular talent show. Like if you're yodeling, you're probably lit on fire. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So, and, I mean, like, like it's, it's a blast. Snoop Dogg, Rosario Dawson, Cody Rhodes, Jennifer Nettles, and then I host. I was trying to describe it to press, and I said it's somewhere like between uh, American Idol and a monster truck pole. And Jackass. And Jackass, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and we all get involved in it at one point. Like, everyone gets up on stage. It was a blast to shoot. We stayed in the bubble for, like, 30 days, maybe 40 days, got, like, 25 corona tests, and... uh, and it, I had so much fun. I, I I can't. I hope everyone likes it. Yeah. You know, but it's but it's it's on TBS January seventh at nine p.m. And uh, it's some of those acts are like these. There's there's dudes out there doing stuff where you're like, where would you ever learn <laughs> that your body could do this? Yeah. I mean, there's a guy at one point who 
hooks his head into a hook and then swallows a sword and then gets lifted like 50 feet in the air. And it's, I'm, I was like, what? Like it is, it is next level. It's like, do you know what, you know what Snoop and I kept saying? It reminds us of a TV show I watched when I was a kid called That's Incredible. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. it's a blast. It's going to be fun. And then and then I'm off. I, I think I'm off until we're, we start shooting the machine movie in Prague in, like, <sighs> April. Can That's we have great. a cameo in it by any chance? Can I just be a guy sitting <laughs> hey, on a bench? I got I got you. We have a big – we have a big uh, – I've been fighting to keep this one scene in the movie because I love the movie Eastern Promises. Yeah. And I love when they get when they're all naked and they're fighting in a sauna. Yeah. So I've got a naked fighting sauna scene where <laughs> I, that's all my cameos are showing up, but you got to be totally male fun, male frontal nudity naked. <laughs> you down with that case? I don't know. All right, we'll work on that. <laughs> all right, well, listen. Hey, we, we, told, we told Rogan we get him a prosthetic. He's like, he's like, I'm not getting naked. And we're like, oh, we'll throw a prosthetic on you. Now everyone's like, wait, we want prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> the budget's going to go to fake wangs. I love it. All right, well, listen, Bert, we got to run, my man. We just wanted to touch base one more time before the year was up and obviously find out what the uh, the fate of uh, Tom is. But we're going to be able to see that roll out live on uh, New Year's Eve with the triumphant return of, of Segura and the two bears. One came in. Like Steve was saying, you can get tickets at uh, ymhstudios.com slash live stream. So listen, dude, have a great New Year, a great Christmas, all that good stuff. And we will uh, we'll obviously touch base in the new year, okay? I love you guys. Thank we love you, you man. Safe, and I'll see you soon. Excellent. Bert Kreischer, guys. Thanks, Bert. Wow. Uh, I did not know. I didn't think it was going to be a broken arm. Or as that, did you see this? We were looking at the, uh, the scars. It's, it's a Frankenstein level huge incision. Yeah. He got hurt bad, man. Yeah. Wow. And his knee exploded. That's crazy. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we are switching gears and we are moving on to a gentleman who I respect very, very highly. Um, just uh, an amazing musician, great actor, uh, great activist as well. This event they're doing called Stand with Teachers. Sounds like it's going to be wonderful, and uh, we're very excited to get him on. So please welcome. This event, by the way, is uh, live streaming tonight at 8 p.m., and it is called Stand with Teachers. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Stephen Van Zandt to the show. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Hey, we're doing good, man. We're looking looking forward to the to the end of the year, a new year, and uh, great events like you have uh, going on tonight with Stand with Teachers. How how long has this organization uh, been together, Stephen? Well, we um, we just went public really with the curriculum uh, just like a year and a half ago. Okay, two year maybe two years. Um, we worked on the curriculum for fifteen years. And uh, wow, just went, just went public with it. Yeah, you know, it had to be right. You know, we weren't going to get a second chance at this. You know, we are, uh, you know, entering the world of education, which is quite complicated. Yeah. So we wanted to get it right. And, um, you know, and, and, and we did. We have, you know, 40,000 teachers are registered already. And we're in uh, all 50 states. We're in 100 countries. So it's really... Uh, it was the kind of thing that was necessary, probably more necessary than we even knew, which was basically uh, our ambition was basically three quick quick things uh, to to integrate the arts into the education system uh, because um, a lot of kids are just not comfortable with the precision that's required for science and technology and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the arts works on a whole different part of your brain. You know, it's, 
It's emotions, it's instinct, it's imagination. And every kid is prepared for that, you know? Yeah. There's no no wrong answers when it comes to art. Um, the other thing was to, to discover a new methodology for this generation of kids because uh, they're smarter than us and faster than us and really have no patience whatsoever, you know? So yeah. the teacher's been tearing their hair out trying to get the kids' attention. Yeah. And we found a way to do that. We found a way to do that. We just tell them, you know, who's your favorite artist? They all have one. And we say, let's trace them back. Let's see where they come from. And the kids stay engaged, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and the third thing was to try and affect the dropout rate eventually, which uh, is just uh, scandalous. You know, it's almost 50% in the poor neighborhoods, you know? Yeah. And half of those kids end up in a criminal justice system. So, you know, so, so you know, we, we basically uh, have gotten all those things together now. We have over 250 lessons online. And we give it to teachers for free. So... This is our one big fundraiser of the year. You know, we try and raise most of our overhead if we can, you know, tonight. And um, it's going to be a fun show, man. You know, well, we got, uh, you, yeah. know, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the event is it's star-studded, as yeah, you would yeah, imagine. Yeah. I mean, Bruce and Eddie Vedder and Jackson Brown. I'm going to go through some of these others, but I just want to inject, interject real quick here that I'm so happy that you're that you're doing this to help out teachers. It took me a long time uh, to appreciate teachers. I hated teachers when I was a student because I was a lousy <laughs> student and I couldn't see them. And, 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 and I always felt that they were, that they were uh, doing, I don't know, that they were against me for one reason or another. It took me a long time. It took me to having kids before I saw the other side of it and what they're really trying to do. And so making good on that is part of what I want to do as an adult now because I see where their heart is and I see how important it is. So I want to applaud you, Stephen, in uh, being a part of this whole thing, because it's huge, you know? Yeah, yeah. As you get older, you realize it's not the teacher's fault, you know, that, 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 that we we didn't pay attention. It's the system, you know, it's the system. And, you know, the, the system that in, insists on testing, you know, uh, and, and not realizing that testing is not learning. You know, that's two different things. So our, our entire system is built on testing, which is irrelevant, you know, whatever, whatever's on that test, the kids forget six months later, you know. <laughs> uh, so our, our thing is, like, let's teach kids how to think, not what to think, you know. Well, that's, 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 that's what's important. That's, you know? That should always be the, the basis. And, I mean, there's also, there's, there's mechanisms in place and bureaucracies in place, and a lot of people that populate those bureaucracies don't really care about the kids. And what you're saying is absolutely true. Stanley Kubrick, the great legendary director, said if you could just find out what a kid is interested in and massage that's that it. and get them interested, it'll be like a, a nuclear bomb of explosion that's uh, of so, learning. That's, that's right. That's exactly right. Seek, you know, our education system should seek the kids' inclination, give them all kinds of options, see what their, you know, see what their inclination is, and then encourage it and support it. But uh, we find that the arts being integrated into every single discipline changes the whole game. Uh, we, we have a partner school, which is trying all this stuff out uh, in Southern California, which was the last thing I did right before the quarantine, and uh, I'll be talking about it tonight. But basically, you know, they integrated the arts into every class from kindergarten to sixth grade. And I mean every class, you know. Math has art. Science has art. Technology has art. You know, history has art. We, you know, we combine all of those things in every single discipline at every grade level. And the kids' enthusiasm, you can't believe, you know, because it's, it's easy. You know, it's fun. And that's the thing. 
if a kid likes one class or one teacher even, they'll come to school. And we want to be that class. We want to be the fun class that they look forward to. And, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's a statistical fact that if you compl- just at least complete high school, your odds of, of staying out of, out of the, the criminal justice system, of, That's of, right. of achieving things, of getting at least a, like a, a, you know, a middle-class solvency and, and getting, getting up in life increases exponentially just by that simple feat. And it's always so many times, as you said, these dropout rates are just a disaster. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. You know, and we you know, it's going to take a a bit of distribution before we get, you know, before we can affect that. But that's one of our goals. You know, uh, once we have enough distribution that, you know, we will start to affect the kids, you know, desire, desire to come to school, you know, and hopefully they'll take the energy from our class and, and that energy will will you know stay with them you know when they when they go to other classes you know so that's our that's our goals that's our hopes and tonight we're gonna you know we're gonna have an entertaining it's really an hour we we, we get we get an action-packed hour and then the second hour is a, a bunch of fun holiday videos if people want to stay tuned in but uh well, it's, it's, huge. A very, it's a very painless hour you know yeah we're I... not asking people to tune in for six hours here you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey we can, listen steve you know all your years you know i mean obviously you've you've made so many great connections and people respect you so much and i'm sure that they're more than happy to contribute on something if you if you ask them to when when you ask bruce possibly one of the biggest names in american music history do you tiptoe into it or do you just say come on bruce come and do this thing you know yeah no uh bruce uh from day one uh agreed to be on my founder's board you wow know, he's, he's on the, uh, the board of this foundation it's, it's the only board he's he's on i'm sure that's great and, um so you know i don't bother the board members you know i you know i i i ask them maybe one favor a year that's it you know yeah. i'm not gonna bug him every week or every every month you know because you know i know how it is people are asking me all day long, you know, try, you know, do this, do that. And, and you want to do everything, you know, because half the time it's your friends, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so you got to try and, you know, try and pick and choose as you go. But, but, uh, but, but no, Bruce was like, uh, absolutely. I said, do it, you know, do a song for us, you know, do, do, do something unique that no one's ever seen before. <laughs> so he did that. Jackson Brown did that. Eddie Vedder did that. Wow. You know, Margot Price did that. You know, so it's going to be, uh, you're going to be seeing something that's uh, some performances that, you know, that are completely unique to our show tonight. Cool. Hey, Stephen, I want to tell you guys on SNL the other night were fantastic. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just got to be like old high school friends where, where you just pick up where you, where you left off because it, it, I, I've never seen you guys and listen in your own mind. I'm sure you've had shows that are less than your favorites, but you just always seem to hit the mark every single time. No, no, we, we, we have a very high standard uh, that was established very young for us. You know, growing up in the Renaissance like we did in the 60s, our standards were set sky high. So every time we get on stage, we fully intend to do the best show anyone's ever seen. I mean, you know, we, that's never changed, you know. Yeah. That's, just, that's just built into our DNA, you know. But it was fun just to kind of, you know, pretend things were normal for a yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was, that was kind of fun. Stephen, I want to ask you a, a question about The Sopranos. I know a lot of people have watched it uh, since the pandemic began. I watched it again uh, from beginning to end, which is, was really fun to binge. Um, and there's there's a, a really specific scene. So uh, forgive me for asking a specific question about a show, but maybe you remember it. 
Um, Carmela is in Paris, and she's uh, on this bridge observing the the solitude and the tranquility in Paris. And it's just this really quiet, beautiful scene. Cut to New Jersey with you and Tony outside of the Bing, and you yell up that they have to clean a whole bunch of crap off one of the strippers' boobs, except <laughs> that you don't say crap and you don't say boob. <laughs> and it's it's this juxtaposition of this tranquility in Paris versus this disgusting scene in North Jersey outside of the Bing. Do you remember that scene at all? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, damn it. Because it really made me laugh, and it's so damn funny. And I tweeted it out earlier this morning, if you get a chance. It's, it's so funny. Uh, but, you know, you guys did a reunion uh, with some of the other cast members recently, um, and it's just got to be fun to catch up with those people and seeing where, where you guys have gone over the last 20 years and where uh, the, the characters may have gone. Yeah, we... Um... You know, you know, I, I, I've never actually watched the show from beginning, you know, you know to, to end, which I, I really want to do also because I, I've never watched it. But uh, the other night, it was just a couple nights ago, we did uh, Steve Buscemi, you know, uh, uh, his his thing is firefighters. So we all came together for, as uh, it's called Friends of Firefighters, for that fundraiser. And it was fun to see everybody. Uh, I haven't seen, any, you know, all those people for whatever it's been, you know, 15 years. I don't know. Uh, so that that was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I, you know, I gotta watch the show myself one of these days. <laughs> yeah, we 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 can recommend it to you. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to uh, yeah, um, a, lot, a lot of people have discovered it over the pandemic, and, and, and Lily Hammer too. I get it. I get it all day long. Yes, Lily another great one. Yeah, I wanna, Netflix is his first show. You know? Yeah, I want to go back to uh, to the music because I wanted to ask about um, how much you enjoy being on stage because when, whenever I see footage, and, you know, I think uh, Saturday Night Live just a couple of weeks ago is, is a great example of how much fun you look like you're having when you're performing live on stage. And I, I don't know of any other musicians who, you know, over decades just look at, like they're having as much fun as you. Well... Uh, you know, we are the luckiest generation, you know? I mean, that's really quite obvious now. Um, you know, growing up when we did, uh, it was it was paradise, looking looking back on it. I mean, we, of course, we took it for granted, you know? Yeah. We, did, we didn't know it at the time. But, man, you know, we, we grew up when rock and roll, you know, you could make a living playing rock and roll, you know, which is over. You know, that's gone, you know? Um, we had all kinds of places to play. There was an infrastructure in place which no longer exists, you know. Radio could play whatever the DJ wanted, right? You know, uh, as you know, uh, Ed Jockey in Philly and yeah. Leo in Cleveland, and you know, uh, all these great DJs that broke our band and the Jukes, and uh, you know that you know none of that stuff really exists anymore, and uh, so. I think there's a lot of gratitude. You know, I have a lot of gratitude. Uh, I think um, as you grow older, ambition turns into gratitude, you know, and you realize how lucky you are. And, um, hey, man, it's it's a it, it's a vacation every time we get on stage, especially now. Yeah. But, you know, but but it's, it's fun every time. Every time I walk into a studio to make a record, it's a day at the beach for me, you know, yeah. or get on stage, man, and, and get that energy from an audience live, which, you know, we may not have again till 2022, but uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We well, will. With the the gratitude, we're we're certainly grateful for your contributions to you know music and entertainment overall, and especially what you're doing with with giving back 
and uh, and fundraisers like this. You've you've had a history of, of helping out uh, with people who need it, so it's wonderful that you keep at it, Stephen. We'll just remind people that Stand with Teachers is on tonight, eight o'clock. It's a live stream. Tickets available at give.teachrock.org. I'm sorry, give.teachrock.org, and there's a variety of, of uh, price ranges for you to uh, to get your tickets. So, listen, Stephen, thanks for yeah. touching base with us, man. It's it's great to hear from you, and we hope you have a great uh, Christmas and New Year and all that good stuff. Thank you, you too. And we should mention that teachers, of course, can tune in for free. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, there's a way for teachers to do that for free. But, yeah, awesome. you guys all have a, a great holiday season, and... Uh, Eventually, the zombie apocalypse will end. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks a bunch, man. Stephen Vance. Yeah. One and only. Thanks, man. He's awesome. Yeah. He actually did the arrangement on these horns. Oh, did he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was reading about that. Like, uh, apparently, Bruce was stuck. And uh, Stephen came in and, and made the arrangement, and Bruce loved it. I don't know what to do. It's, uh, I tell you what, man. I had always been a, you know, just a... I knew Bruce's hits, and that was pretty much it. And I and I and I appreciated what Bruce Springsteen was, but never considered myself a fan. And I think it was maybe nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. And Bruce and the E Street Band had uh, come back together. Yeah, they played here, um, and I went to go see him. And it was the Core State Center at the time. It was one of the. I think it might have been that first year that the building was open. Probably. And I'm telling you, man. The way they started that show, I've never seen excitement build like that. Mm. And I'd never had seen it, and I don't think I've ever seen anything since it. And it was so simple. You know, the lights come down. Um, they they put uh, lighting in the background. And you've seen this at other concerts before yeah. where you see the silhouette of the person walking right. up before they come on stage. And, like, the first person out is Max, and he starts playing a drum beat. And they kind of went up in seniority level, hmm. you know. Then, then it was like C.D. Federici, and then Gary Talent, and then one after another, and then eventually, you know, then then you get to, and, and then the 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 last of the the lineup went. It went Stephen Van Zant, and then it went Clarence Clemens, and each time one of them is coming out, it just gets bigger <laughs> and stronger, and the crowd gets more, and then. By the time, you know, it, it could have been big enough when Clarence got out yeah, there yeah. that this was the headliner. Yeah, yeah. And just the roof of the building almost came off when Bruce stepped out on stage. I got chills. And I was just like a, a moderate a, a moderate yeah. fan of Bruce Springsteen. I mean, it was like being at a tent revival. It was amazing. They're, they're, they're an incredible man. I want to call a local broadcaster up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> the great Preston Elliott. Why 100 at that time? Uh, DRE? Maybe DRE. DRE! I don't know. <laughs> Sat in every seat in that whole remember. building, didn't he? I yeah. So it would have been Y100. Okay. Y100! No, it would have been DRE. would have been DRE. Sorry. Nice. I'm I'm looking into the future. It's crazy to think, Preston, that uh, up until a time, you would be able to go into that building, sit in a seat, and go, you know what? I sat here before. I sat in this, yeah. seat. I sat in this one before. Yo, so it almost ended up at the hospital. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Yeah. It was just one of the stupidest things I've ever done. All right. Anyhow, we need to take a break. Uh, and yeah. we need to give something away. Give we the have, rest of those away. All right. We have the winner on Broad Street, and it is taking place tomorrow. Uh, yeah, and it is the Winter on Broad Street Holiday Light Spectacular. And I have a four-pack of tickets for callers number uh, 5, 6, and 7 at 215-263-WMMR. For tickets and showtimes, you can visit winteronbroadstreet.com. So we will set you up with those. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we will get to the B-Files. Stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like handboards, surf skateboards, Godshaw's turkey bacon, and Jabra. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's uh, see what we got here. More stories for you, my friend. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. We're going to start with this one. Maybe you guys saw a clip of this on the news over the weekend, but authorities in Ohio are trying to identify a man who is filmed rollerblading (laughs) while naked on a highway, wearing only a panda head and what appears to be carrying a golf club. Uh, Yeah, what impressed me, though, is uh, how good he was. Yeah, the video is circulating on social media. The station reported uh, that a spokesperson for the Ohio Department of Transportation who had seen the video said that the ODOT cameras store information for 72 hours and that the video didn't seem... Shot on Wednesday, a snowy day for the city. Uh, instead, Tuesday at 3.34 is most likely the time since Monday was wet, if the video was shot this week, that is. On that day, traffic cameras at Neal Avenue were facing west, which means it didn't capture the naked man and the panda head skating east. Cameras are set to spin every 15 minutes, which means they were pointing in the wrong direction. So they're trying to figure out when this guy was, because the video we're seeing is from a car. Yeah. And they can't pinpoint the date or time because uh, they, the uh, the traffic cameras didn't pick up on it. So they're trying to figure out how it was. But, yeah, he's hauling ass. And he's doing damn good. And uh, he's full-on, 100% naked. It's hilarious <laughs> seeing him look back in this panda head. Uh, so interesting in Ohio. York Region Police unwrapped a cargo theft ring and recovered more than $600,000 in stolen chocolate and nuts. Mm. Investigators recovered a, recovered a tractor trailer containing 22 skids of pecans with a value of $270,000. It was part of an investigation initiated in November when investigators identified a group involved in stealing truckloads of cargo and drug trafficking. Police previously located a stolen tractor trailer in Toronto loaded with 55 skids of chocolate that was valued at $360,000. Subsequent search warrants executed at residences yield illegal drugs. You got to suck this to the core, huh? <laughs> uh, so Neil, <laughs> I like to suck on it until the nuts are left. Listen how young you Casey sounds. I was sound. just going to say that. Play that again. Baby. I like to suck on it until the nuts are left. <laughs> sound like a kid. It's just nuts on and my wh- tongue. <laughs> uh, so uh, Sunil Mazan and Mampreet Samra and Varinder Dillon are all charged with possession and trafficking and property obtained by crime over $5,000 in theft of a motor vehicle, plus possession of heroin and crystal meth. 
A small town in North Carolina is planning to install a propane cannon yeah. on top of a high school in order to combat vultures that have been gathering in the area. Uh, the city of Bunn announced that it would be temporarily installing a cannon on the roof of its school gymnasium. Bunn got a gun. On December 22nd and leave it in place until January 3rd. The town, with a population of around 350 people, told CNN that it planned the installation of the cannon for when kids were out of school on winter break. But... <laughs> Bun says uh, the program... W- uh, uh, the Bun says it will program the cannon to fire in the morning, afternoon, and evening when vultures are likely to be roosting. So all day long, <laughs> right, it sounds yeah, yeah. like. It's just firing that thing off. The cannon... <laughs> the cannon produces 100... 30 decibels of sound similar to a shotgun. Won't that blow out windows and stuff? Black and turkey vultures are federally protected migratory birds, and a permit is required to illegally take them. However, a permit is not required to harass or otherwise disperse or discourage vultures from using areas. Thank God we left gray areas and all that so we can harass the animals. (laughs) That's right. So they're throwing throwing a cannon up on top of the high school. We're going to harass them. All right, this is in uh, Alabama. One man was arrested on December 18th in connection to the illegal wine operation that was set up in the wastewater treatment plant. Mm, Sounds good. In Rainsville, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Alan Maurice Stifle was uh, charged with unlawful possession of an illegally manufactured alcoholic beverage and misdemeanor and use of official position for personnel gain, which is a Class B felony. Yeah, I call it Winabama. Stifle was supervisor of the plant and was suspected, uh, suspended without pay. He had been working for the department for 15 years. They had discovered a large amount of illegal wine and brewing tools <sighs> on the site of the wastewater treatment plant. Oh, man. This That's, wine has corn in it. That is na- <laughs> nasty. <laughs> A Kentucky mail carrier had an unusual encounter the other day. Tim Smith is a rural mail carrier in Williamsburg. Tim said that he has seen some strange things over the years, but this one takes the cake. It was a dog running toward him with an axe in its mouth. The dog was effing around. Yeah. Tim jokingly said in a Facebook post, there's a lot of reasons why your mailman might not deliver your packages, and this is one of them. I can handle a dog, but not a dog with an axe. Tim says, actually, the dog is very friendly, and he often sees him carrying around sticks. So I guess he just picked up an axe at some point. But it looks terrifying. It's like a German shepherd know, with yeah. an axe running at you. That might actually put a little terror into your heart. All right, time for one more, and then we will wrap this up. All right, police in New Hampshire say that a box truck driver has been accused of not clearing snow and ice from his roof that dislodged and struck a car driver. This is really dangerous. Like, it went through the windshield yeah. and, and hit the dry, the guy inside. Uh, Richard Leader faces charges of vehicular assault and reckless conduct, both misdemeanors and a negligent driving violation. The ice and snow went through a car windshield. That's wow. got to be big. Wow. Uh, the driver, Michael Conroy, suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries to his face and eyes. You ever been behind a truck where you see a sheet of ice lift off? Yeah, and I've had yeah. some hit my windshield. Obviously, it didn't break through like that, but so loud. Yeah, It yeah. sounded like a gun went off in the car. So you do have to, you, you got to take I care of that. I think it's the law. It yeah. is. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why this guy got in trouble. And there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File for now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll give some more things away with a lesson question. We'll see if you've been paying attention. Lots of music news today, and we'll get the trash, too. We'll be right back. 
Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are finished with our traffic, so we don't have to do that, but we do have to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a digital download of the movie, excuse me, 300. Uh, So the question we are going to go with, what would the charity concert benefiting the senseless and tragic loss of chickens be called? (laughs) Gene Simmons putting this one on. It's amazing. Uh, If the charity concert benefiting the senseless and tragic loss of chickens, there were like half a million of them that were killed. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. And while you are calling in, we will do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we get this morning, Steve. What's going on? Well, Gigi Hadid posting new pics to her Instagram account showing her brand new bangs. Hadid says she posted the pictures in hopes of starting a conversation. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Dr. Fauci appearing on a CNN town hall at Sesame Street telling kids he personally gave Santa Claus the COVID vaccination and now he is safe to travel. Fauci did warn children though, that because Santa has elf genetics, the vaccine could cause periodic schizophrenic violence, so lock your bedroom door. Oh my God. <laughs> and finally, Shania Twain giving Brad Pitt a special birthday shout out on Twitter saying that despite lyrics in one of her songs... She, uh, where she is unimpressed by the actor, she is making an exception this year. Pitt loved the tweet, responding, "Quote: I thought you were dead." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's see if we can get uh, an answer to the question: What would the charity concert benefiting the senseless and tragic loss of chickens be called? I will go to Greg, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Greg, how you doing? I'm doing excellent, sir. How are you? Wonderful, Greg. So, what would that concert be called? It is sadly beaks across America. You are yeah. correct. <laughs> Hang on, my man. Greg, we are going to take care of you with a digital download of 300, and that is all that I have to say. Other than, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Since we just played uh, the song from U2, uh, I'll play a little bit of the version that Bono and Edge did on uh, The Late Show over the weekend. It got a little playfully sloppy at certain points. Oh, it did? Okay, I haven't heard this yet. Here we go. That silliness you were talking about. Yeah. Baby, 
Do they start go, goofing around at the end? Yeah, they're, they're, well, oh, they're, okay, well, I mean, even in the video, you see them having fun with it. Uh, well, that's cool. That's cool that they... Uh, I love that version. I do, too. I love the original. Yeah. I love Christmas. Uh, you love the Pretty Reckless? I do. They're releasing their fourth album, Death by Rock and Roll, on February 12th via Fearless Records. The band released a video for the album's second single, 25, and they did that on Friday. And singer Taylor Momsen told Paper Magazine the autobiographical song was written from a place of despair. She said, when I finished writing 25, it was a moment where I noticed the shift in my writing. Uh, I took a bit of a turn, and I think that I got better, she said. Uh, the album, which follows 2010's Light Me Up, uh, 2014's Going to Hell, and 2016's Who You Selling For, is titled uh, after the first single, which rocketed to number one, of course, in the rock charts and held strong for several weeks. So that will be coming out on February 12th, the new album. Lizzie Hale, another rock gal, told uh, the Metal Sucks podcast on Thursday... That uh, she said we started. She is saying that they're they're working on their next album now. She said we started demoing with this record in the middle of our last record cycle when we were still on tour. I was in our practice room every day on tour with my amps and everything, and I would just force myself to write something every day. That we actually just this week ended up doing this socially distant version of getting into the studio with our producer, so we've actually begun recording, and so that's exciting. And, of course, you did that song with Dee Snyder. That's really good. We just heard it on uh, this past Friday. And yeah. Very impressed with it. Yep. Kiss recently announced a New Year's Eve concert at the Atlantis Resort in Dubai that will be live-streamed, but according to Paul Stanley, the band is planning beyond that show. In an interview, he said, We realize that we can't be who we are forever, and that time impacts everybody. You can play Beat the Clock. Ultimately, the clock wins. Uh, the event will attempt to set the world record for the largest pyro and will be filmed with more than 50 cameras and 360-degree views. He expects a New Year's Eve show to be the greatest they've ever done. He said, proudly, we can go out there and have a victory celebration. It's kind of like that victory lap where you run around with your hands up. Where you go, woo. He said, uh, though, well, though Kiss crowds are huge, Paul Stanley says that uh, the band gets a, quote, tremendous sense of intimacy from a large crowd. He said, we all get to touch base with something that has meant so much to us and so much to them. Kiss originally launched the End of the Road Tour in January 2019, but canceled dates due to pandemic, of course. I'd like to get a little quiet here. It's time for a song I call Lick It Up. That's a tender moment. performed on harpsichord. Lick it up on harpsichord. In other, in other Kiss news, the band's original drummer Peter Chris has come out of retirement to play drums on Richie Scarlett's new single, The Catman. The mighty chicken is in the air today. Where's he going? He won't say. Uh, joining them on the track is uh, John Reagan, Scarlett, and That's right. And Reagan were both members of uh, Freely's Comet, by the way. So. That's right. Touring with Ace was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> what do you think they were trying to say in this song? Something there? sexual. Yeah, something sexual. Lick it up. And sometimes you have um, chicken and there's a little extra buffalo sauce on the <laughs> And you need somebody to lick it to up. To lick it up. Yeah, I guess so. Otherwise, Every bit. it becomes a mess. Right. Suck it up. Yeah. 
Uh, wow. Let me let me see. Real what? quick, Preston, I, I just pulled this up on uh, Kiss's um, uh, Instagram account. Uh, Forty-five years ago today, forty-six. Uh, Forty-six years ago yeah. today, uh, uh, they um, played in uh, in Detroit. The opening act yeah. was Rush. Wow. Uh, Getty, Alex, and Neil, um, who had only been with the band for six months. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. Rush always, open for Kiss. They've yeah. always been supportive of other bands, though. Yeah, oh, big yeah. time. In You're fact, right. yeah, the story was they wanted, um, they were going to tour Canada, and Gene had heard some of Rush's debut album, and he's like, that's like the Led Zeppelin of Canada. We wow. want them to open for These guys are amazeballs. So they, so they took them out <laughs> and uh, helped, them, uh, helped them get a lot of exposure, too, so... Uh, they were they, and and Rush never forgot that they, they, they were they were very very thankful of those guys. Uh, I have more Kiss news, but it comes in the way of Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He says that Kiss gave him and the band some good career advice advice years ago. Asked to name the Invest great in chicken futures. Uh, ad, asked to name the. <laughs> Steve, it's like in the Graduate. <laughs> I have one word for you: chicken. <laughs> yeah. How do you mean that? <laughs> Enough said. Uh, asked to name the to greatest. To be continued. Asked to name the greatest piece of advice he has ever gotten in music in the music business. Between you and me, he spoke of his great friendship with Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. He said, "We were invited to open up for Kiss, and I was just talking to Gene about the music business." Rob, can I see you in here for a second? <laughs> Close the door. You're young in your career, and I sense you have a lot of talent, and your band is gelling nicely, but. One thing to say to you, chicken. <laughs> no, nope. just remember that. Uh, we'll reconvene in 10 years and you'll tell me if I was right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> Someday you'll understand. <laughs> Things don't always reveal themselves immediately. No, so here's what it, here's was his advice. He said... Um, I was talking to Gene about the music Always business. be kind and rewind. <laughs> <laughs> they were VHS tapes. Yeah. No, he said, I was talking to Gene about the music business, and he goes, let me just say this. It doesn't matter what they say about you as long as they've got your picture and they spell your name right. Mm. There you go. That says a lot. That's what he says. So I guess he's talking about in the press. I assume. Yeah. Remember uh, he, how annoying it was when it wasn't rewinded all the way? Oh, it, it used to piss me <laughs> off. Now, the, your better video places would rewind to make sure it was rewound. They had a little rewind machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Could you rewind this? <laughs> <laughs> I only watched uh, this. I only got the second Deer Hunter tape. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so he goes on to say, he had it when, when, uh, when young people get famous quickly, how can they handle it? You need experience. You need wisdom. And so that simple message from Gene, I still remember it, he said. Yeah. Simmons uh, dispensed a lot of good advice. Yeah. yeah. The band overall helped foster a lot of other artists. I mean, we're talking about the Van Halen connection. Yep. And they still sell out huge arenas. Yes, they do. After all this time. And they're going to blow up Dubai. Yep, they're going to blow the whole damn city up. And that is all I have in music news for you this morning. That's it. All right, let's take a break and let's give away the last of our turkey bacon. Turkey bacon! I'll take caller number 10 and number 11. <laughs> 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. That sounded like case. What was the name we said the other day? Um, oh, man, I had it written down, too. It was a name that you would yell. Oh, 
Like Miss Tashbacher. Miss Tashbacher. Mine was Lieberman. Lieberman. Yeah. It was that card I got with all those all those families on there. Okay. But what Swanger? Yeah. Ben Swanger. Mr. Ben Swanger. Get in here now. That was it, Ben Swanger. <laughs> ben Swanger! Tess Take it back in! Ben Swanger! Oh, see, okay. Where's Tess <laughs> He's got the turkey bacon. <laughs> uh, so, callers 10 and 11, I think I said? You did yeah. say that. 215-263-WMMR. Check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook, and you can get the recipe for his halftime meatball bites at godshalls.com. And, of course, you can get... Turkey bacon, Godshall's turkey bacon, at your local grocer or at Acme, Redner's, and Sam's Club. So come and get it. We'll take a break. Get back in a second. Now, keep in mind, word of the week prize, you only need three letters. Don't miss them, okay? That is it. And we will give it away on Wednesday, and it's a cool prize. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Acme Markets, Keswick Cycle, and Squeezed.com. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. On your Monday morning, weather-wise, cloudy skies. Look like it's going to be cloudy tonight for the uh, the great conjunction, they're calling it, with the planets uh, Jupiter and Saturn align, and we would see this big, bright, what they're calling a Christmas star. It looks like it's going to be cloudy tonight. That sucks, man. You know what is occurring, though, and it's something to appreciate, is that when you were a kid, if Christmas occurred right at the beginning of the time off, that was a great event because you had the entire vacation to play with your newly acquired yeah. toys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's happening, if yeah. you are of that mind. All right. I guess so. So we're going to miss something that only happens every couple hundred years. Every 400 years. Yeah. But you'll get your toys soon. <laughs> uh, so tomorrow, partly cloudy, 44. Wednesday, same thing. And then we have rain on Thursday, 60 degrees. And then what, the next day, Preston? Uh, Christmas is looking partly cloudy and 36 the high. And Kathy was saying she heard maybe potential for some flurries. Yeah, I heard Susario saying uh, there is like a small possibility that there might be flurries on Christmas that'd Day. Be nice. That'd be nice. A white Christmas, right? Yeah. The quiet sound. Yeah. Snow falling gently. Mm. Wind whipping down, down a boardwalk. boardwalk. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? On that Bruce note, I want to thank Stephen Van Zandt for yeah. on the show today. He's a great guest, and uh, he's doing this event this evening. Bruce will be a part of it. It's at 8 o'clock. It is called Stand with Teachers, a holiday fundraising event. Uh, streaming tonight, and you can go to teachrock.org slash standwithteachers. And uh, tickets purchased are tax-deductible. 
uh, to the extent permitted by law, it says. And teachers can view it for free. So there's parameters set up to where you will be able to watch it for free if you are a teacher. Nightmare. That's very cool. Eddie Vedder. A lot of actors and actresses are going to be a part of it, too. Uh, but there's a lot of cool musical things that are going to be taking place. Jackson Brown. I love Jackson Brown. Yeah. I was just listening to Jackson Brown last night. Yeah? I couldn't, you know, it was one of those nights where I, I loved my sleep number bed was awesome and everything, but I had too much energy. Yeah. And so I just kind of listened to different songs to relax me, and Jackson Brown is, has that effect. Did you go through some of his catalog or just yeah. one song in Yeah, Only Child, uh, just separate songs, okay. The Pretender, and, yeah. uh, um, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of, just great stuff. This nice. is too many. What would you expect to pay for that amazing record collection? Well, no, it is Freedom Rock. So yeah, Freedom Rock. Oh, yeah. We didn't want to turn it up. Uh, so anyhow, that's uh, that's tonight. And also thank you to Burt Kreischer. Yeah, hey! Yeah. Kreischer, Tom Segura. Segura busted up his knee, destroyed his arm. I mean. Playing yeah. basketball. Destroyed. And uh, they're doing a New Year's Eve uh, special uh, live stream, uh, and they'll reveal uh, the extent of his injuries and more on that. But it was good to talk to Bert, catch up before the year ends. Um, we need to do the letter of the day, so Case, let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. J. As in jive turkey. All right. And we will give away a 55-inch Samsung Smart TV to connect your Disney Plus subscription to enjoy Soul Plus Soul merchandise. And it's uh, Friday that Disney Plus and Pixar invite you on the journey of a lifetime with the new animated film Soul featuring the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Felicia Rashad, uh, Amir Thompson, also known as Questlove. Uh, Angela Bassett, and many more. This holiday season, celebrate the joys of life with a story that's larger than life. Soul, streaming only on Disney Plus, is... Chiquino, did he do the music for oh, Soul? Oh, you know who did? It was uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch. I, okay. l- I looked it up this morning because I didn't know if Michael was going to be a part of it because he's done so many Pixar movies. But uh, those guys have a pretty good pedigree as well. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Um, I also want to take a moment and thank our sponsors. Best in the Steve Show is brought to you today by your Delaware Valley uh, Delaware Valley Acura dealers for great deals on Acura's award-winning lineup shop, DelValAcuraDealers.com. Also brought to you by Duncan. Get cheers in it, Duncan, this holiday season with their... In holiday-inspired signature drinks. Uh, tomorrow... The, on the big day. President Steve show, the Christmas miracle. Yay! It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah! Annabelle edition. And uh, it's presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. And we're going to have 15 people win some badass prizes. You might be one of them. Damn good stuff. Yep. Really. So we're going to start that. Uh, we're going to start getting you qualified to be one of our final... One of our winners, actually... Uh, in late in the six o'clock hour, so yeah. get yourself set for it. Stay yeah. with us all day tomorrow morning. So, uh, op- uh, ample opportunities for people to win. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. What's up with these love you hate you lines? They suck. People need to get something to complain about that makes any sense. These bunch of creeps. I get it now. Can't do this. I can't think of what to say. Next message. God damn! Thank God for Preston and Steve. Because if it wasn't for you guys, I'd snap out. It's already Monday. At least it's a short week. Next message. You, you suck my and eat my bag. Then eat a bag of you piece of.
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.